see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings, but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Good morning, men. Good morning, morning, everybody. Morning. If you don't recognize those voices, we got Brother Dave, Jim White, or Brother Jim, and Super Dave. Good to be back, even yeah. though it was just last week. Yeah. You know, Happy well, podcast day, everybody. We're, we're on a roll. We're stringing two together with Jim. <laughs> so. I can't believe how fast time's flying. Time is flying. I mean, it's last day of January. I know, and it's 60-something degrees today, like 62 or 64. I mean, February 1st tomorrow and only 329 days to Christmas. Wow, that's (laughs) awesome. By the way, this is episode 117. Wow. Yeah. How many days until we start mowing the lawn? Didn't do that math, Dave. If you're Scooby, not Next that money. <laughs> <You're Scooby. laughs> yeah, right. Saturday. <laughs> Going to give it a February trim. Uh, <laughs> February trim. <laughs> I've already started fertilizing. So <laughs> got the nitrogen now. I I moved mine off the floor this weekend, cleaning up the garage, and I thought, should I put that on? <laughs> I raised one side of my mower up an inch. <laughs> Uh, that's because you always make it a left-hand turn, right? That's it. Got to, got to yep. angle it down to make those corners. Got that left rear wheel locking. <laughs> hey, if you guys are in a spot where you could join us in the Pledge of Allegiance, please do. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and in making a good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comforts of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill. And no matter what, we trust you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just our expressed opinion. Episode 116 did well. We are on the rise. We have 635 downloads. We are at 63.4 thousand total downloads. And we have 536 followers. Whoop, whoop. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Jam, I I wrote a little note on here. need to back up on the disclaimer and i'm going to throw out an apology because i i think it's going to get rough and i'm sure we're not going to name anybody um when we get to talking about it but i just we 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 hit the scale and it's later in the notes we hit the scale and we also hit one of our own trucks this last week and you know we've talked all these years about hitting the fence post and we don't talk enough about the other trips but 
these accidents are such a, a waste of money. And as we talk about them when we get to them, it, it's not about the person. And it's not, it's not dogging that person. It's not ridiculing, ridiculing that person. It's trying to send a message to everybody else of what happened and trying to help that person be better or not complacent. And I, I just I want to put that out front before we get going in here because, you know, in the past we've heard, you know, that, oh, you, you know, you, you called me out or anything like that. And I, I know we won't use names. I mean, I think the one, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But it's just important that these podcasts are set up to make ourselves better and talk about a, deserve, a, a, a diverse commentary, I guess. Yeah. Open and dialogue. O- open dialogue. But yeah. man, the 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 camera footage, and I hope somebody took the time to watch the one where we hit our own truck. You know the the cell phone use the and and it's not even the cell phone use. It's it's the distraction. It's not doing a great job. Jim, so, let's get back to what it's called: freaking situational awareness. Yeah, mm. yeah. When you were taught before you move a vehicle. You look in both mirrors. You look forward. You look backwards. You look around you. We got in the truck. We released the brakes. We stared down at the dash, and we made a right turn Ugh. and drove off. Never looked in that right mirror. Let's Never go. one time. Uh. That is that is not situational awareness. Yeah. You know, the other one, the scale that we hit up at Morton, situationally, we weren't centered on the scale. You know, we were completely to the right side of that scale. I mean, it was... It was a long ways off the right side of that scale. Mm-hmm. You know, we had another one. Situationally, we drove to the port of entry, had a air leak on our trailer. DOT wrote us up for it. You know, that's situational awareness. You need to know you're, you're checking off. We've provided you with a pre- and post-trip inspection. Mm-hmm. You need to know these things, Absolutely. right? You, you, you have to be aware of your situation. That's why they call it situational awareness. Yep. Who's the captain of that ship? We talk I about am. this all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Who's going to carry the log? I am. <laughs> yeah. It's Who's going to carry the treats? <laughs> Who's going to carry the boat? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I mean, I know we're already jumped off in the weeds, but I just, it is not meant to do that. And it may, it may sound like that, but man, that, those one or two times we hit the old fence post, it's expensive. It's just, and it's, there's no sense in it. Just got to, it has to be. Have to do a better job. So now right. we get now we get to tell a dad. Let's joke. break yeah, the both, ice. Tell both those accidents are costly. Very costly. <laughs> thousands. Yeah. Upon yep. thousands of dollars. It is time for the dad joke challenge. Super Dave already said he probably needs to apologize. And you know what? I want to apologize. <laughs> I want to apologize in advance too. Uh, just because I'm tired of some of the attitudes. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm going to be as nice as Jim. So, But speaking of being mean, go ahead, Super Dave. You heard speaking it. of being mean. <laughs> so, you know, on Wednesday mornings, we all kind of sit down and try to pick out appropriate dad jokes. <laughs> Boy, and I couldn't we find any We didn't used to, Dave. We used to just be like, oh, this is a corny dad joke. It's perfect. Yeah. Now yeah. we're to the point where we're like, mm, we've got to come up we with a We need run it out. Right? I know. It's right? Like, we've really yeah. tapped a lot of them. Right? So I decided to step up onto 
insulting jokes today. <laughs> so let me tell you something. You're so ugly, you make onions cry. <laughs> and you're so old, when you die, they won't call an undertaker. They'll call a paleontologist. Wow. <laughs> and you're so dumb, when you heard it was chilly outside, you went and grabbed a spoon in a bowl. I might just be hungry. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. Wow. So you hear that? That mic dropped, man. Yep. Yeah, that is funny. That is funny. Yeah. Well, I don't know what if I offensive or not, but I was going to talk later in the podcast here about Omada by Cigna. I don't know how many people got an email from Cigna. Is this a fat joke? It is a fat joke. <laughs> it's, about, it's about dieting. So uh, anyway, um, I keep trying to lose weight, but it keeps finding me. and then and then did you hear why the dietitian sent people to the paint store no she heard you could get thinner there ah i'll follow that up what do you call a pudgy psychic I think you told me downstairs I can't remember. Yeah, something to do with chins. <laughs> a fortune teller. Uh, fortune. <laughs> but no, on a serious note, on a serious, serious note, note, seriously, yeah, yeah no. So uh, when my son was home for Christmas, he had a buddy that uh, just last minute, uh, you know how the groups in high school, sometimes they get these deals where uh, they get to travel to Spain or they get to go to Germany or something like that for like two quarters. And they actually get to do their high school education abroad for several months you know so this he was a good friend of sam's but a year behind him so sam's at college and anyway this kid calls and he goes hey i last minute a kid fell out of this group they've offered me to come uh to spain for four months and finish my high school education over there i know you're at college but is there any chance uh you could watch my chameleon and sam's like yeah if i can't do it my parents will my mom's cool with that you know so anyway this kid brings his chameleon over. Sam goes off to college. We're stuck with the chameleon, and it gets sick. It stops changing colors. So the wife has to take it to the to the vet. And she does this whole big rigmarole. I mean, it's a chameleon. Got to find this special vet to look at chameleons. And she comes home, and she goes through this explicit detail of how we have to break up this little blue pill and give a little piece of it to the to the chameleon every day. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What are you talking about? We have to give a little piece of a blue pill to the chameleon every day? And I said, what does it have? And she goes, erect a reptile dysfunction. Ah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you were I biting almost, on that, huh, Dave? I almost stopped you in the middle of this and said, is this real? Did you guys babysit a chameleon or what? Uh. Because I know Janet's into, like, spiders and stuff. She was. <laughs> and Sam's in college, so, yeah. man. It fits, huh, dude? She was into spiders till we got married, and I said that was a conflict of interest. <laughs> man, I just learned if, you, uh, if you're on ED pills, like erectile dysfunction pills, Cialis, Viagra, any of those, you cannot take nitroglycerin for if you have a heart problem. It'll, ah. kill, it'll kill you. So Good to know. I'll have to Cause separate it, those. Because it... it <laughs> <laughs> Well, I you should, Dave, because I've watched you give them nitro. Watch no, them give you nitro. You have. <laughs> but now, I they don't didn't know ask about, about the, the blue pills I'm sharing with the chameleon, right? 
That's funny. Uh, good, th- good thing Sam's out of town. Right, uh, right, exactly. Hey, yeah. just so you guys know, I've decided to be less condescending. Super Dave, just so you understand, that's when people talk down to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so ugly, Jam. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. <laughs> Super Dave told me, he's like, I'm going to tell some insulting jokes. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> new employees, sorry for this, but our new employee is Damien Rubal. So, sorry you to endure that, Damien. <laughs> Welcome to JFW. Yeah, um, but we hope you're listening, or JR, or yes. you know, Kendrick, everybody went over it. We need you guys to listen, new we guys. Hope, hope you said the pledge with us and, uh, yep. and are laughing at our dad jokes. Yep. Welcome. Welcome aboard. Oh, how about Kathy, you guys? Oh, oh my gosh. Kathy Weatherford. She started yeah, on Kathy, Monday. Good yeah. call. Man, yeah. I am so driver-focused. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Kathy is uh, one of the new persons upstairs to help with uh, everything. All everything, yeah, with everything that happens upstairs. Yeah, she is yeah. an admin assistant. Yeah, payroll and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, billing yeah. and everything. Yeah, so welcome, two departments here, upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the secret things go on in both places. You know, she's been walking with a smile, so that's good. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't even see her yesterday. I was going to ask Joanne, did Kathy come in today? <laughs> she, she's quiet. So. She, she's quiet. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that is the thing, yeah. She's like a ninja. Just. <laughs> when she walks by, all you hear is paper shuffle. <laughs> Anniversaries. Armando Duvall hit Armando, one year yesterday. one year. Happy nice. anniversary, awesome. Yep. Birthdays, Damian Rubal, tomorrow. And then we have Ann and Jeff Soto have birthdays on Friday the 2nd. Happy birthday to you all. Yes, happy birthday. Then family birthday celebrations. This one's great. Kendrick's dad, Ted, he turns 90 years old tomorrow. Oh, wow. wow. Happy birthday, Ted. Absolutely. Man. I'm guessing that's where Kendrick's going tomorrow. 90 times, what do they call it, around the sun? Mm-hmm. Is that what they say? Well, mm-hmm. I think they so. They say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what they say. So it takes a year to get around the sun? No, I've that said doesn't it. make any sense. Let's look it up. Super Dave, you are the astrologer of the group. What does that mean? <laughs> I think it takes one year to go around the sun, Jim. Takes one year to go around the sun. I think that's probably correct. Yeah. I think it's science. <laughs> what are you talking about, Dave? Because <laughs> it sets over here and rises over there. Ah, uh, he's a <laughs> he's a flat earther, isn't he? Flatlander. <laughs> that's why you don't have any cats, right? Everything would be gone. That's right. Yep. Family birthday celebrations. We already got into Kendrick's dad. The next one, Juan uh, Rosales' son Adrian turns three this week. Fabio's son, Lohan, turns two this week. Megan's son, Mason, turns two this week as well. And then Jonathan McKee's wife, Alicia, has a birthday coming up on Saturday. Wow, very so, cool. Yeah, happy lots birthday, of family birthday and... celebrations. Yep. 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 The yep. kids, man, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Such a big deal for Birthdays a birthday. Birthdays are big for the kids, oh, not yeah. so big for us. Right? Oh, <laughs> We're man. like, oh, another yeah, birthday. Can, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Skip now, that, huh, Dave? Yeah. Except now, for I, I did have... My older sister, because I had a long talk with her on Sunday, I guess, and uh, she said I was a baby. <laughs> okay. Only four years younger than you. I mean, come on. Listen, I'm 51. My mom still calls me her baby. 
So well, you are. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking Call of my <laughs> speaking of my mom uh, baby, and my stepdad Wilson, he's in the hospital. He's not doing that great. So if you guys want to throw a prayer out there for my stepdad Wilson, that would be much appreciated. Absolutely, Jim. Is he still just the the pneumonia? They're not getting. You know, there's no fluid in his lungs anymore. There's just so much inflammation. Like he cannot be off oxygen at this point. He's wow, getting wow. like ten uh, liters a ten, ten liters a minute. I think it is like the highest you could get with a nasal cannula. Like yeah. So and it's unknown why they're doing still doing tests. They don't know what happened. And mm. yeah, I mean, obviously a smoker. Not a smoker. No. Wow. Obviously, if they're doing all the tests, it's not that RSV or whatever. It's that not RSV. Issues. No, it's wow. not. It wow. is not. But it was it was pretty bad. I mean, his sisters flew into town. His daughter's in town. My wow. stepsister, wow. yeah. Yeah, so, I wish him the best. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, back on to some more positive news. Shout outs. Linda wanted to give an extra shout out to Ron Bugler for covering Night Cars the past two Sundays and Monday. And also to Chris Beam for covering this coming Sunday night. Very so, cool. Thanks, guys. Yep. Good job, everyone. I love this. So you guys just heard it was Armando <clears throat> Armando Deval's one year anniversary yesterday. Got a text from him. Good morning, JFW family. Want to give a big shout out to everybody that wrote a thank you to my wife and sending her a gift card. From her own words, she was very surprised and very grateful. She wanted me to tell you thank you and for the card and letting Armando work with the best trucking company ever. Amen to that from what he's told me. I don't know what exactly you guys do, except what he told me, but he seems to be very happy there. I haven't seen him like this in a long time. After COVID hit and he lost his job with oil and gas, it was tough for him, but I noticed that he's happy every day coming home, and he loves to tell me what he did that day and where he's going the next day. He loves to see the trucks when we're driving by I-270. He's like a kid when he tells me these things, and I'm just glad to see him smile again. Thank you all for what you do, and thank you for driving safe. I see the JFW trucks from time to time, and I always see safe driving. Thank you for the one-year anniversary card, and if Armando is driving unsafe, please tell me, Jam, (laughs) and I'll put him in his seat and make sure he's doing the right thing. LOL. Thank you again, and drive safe, everyone. That's awesome. That is awesome. Wow, that is is just well-written, well-thought-out. That is yeah, and it's true, man. You see Armando in the yard. He's, I've never seen that dude in a bad mood. He's just always happy. and Just once when he had a little PTSD. <laughs> wow. With that driver on the road, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, lose, losing his job in the oil and gas, that's the old saying, you know, when one door opens, another door, or when one door closes, another door opens. That's right. You know, I'm some, a firm believer of that sometimes it's for a for a good reason. That's right. Yep. Um, Armando had I don't want to say a rocky start. He just needed um, some time off. Like him and his family had some medical things going on, and you know, it's good to see him work through all that and still be on board here. Yeah. You know, he's definitely a guy. When I see him in the yard, I smile. Very so, cool. Yeah. He's got a good attitude. He yeah. does. Yeah, and that's important to me. Yeah, so, it is. You know, it, it helps bring you up, too, when you see somebody and they're happy and bright. You know, they have bright energy. It, it helps you as oh, well. Oh, for sure. For you sure. You, know? you usually don't avoid that person. But yeah. if that person is that one that's just always got something negative to say, yeah. you you 
You definitely avoid you that do. person. Yeah. Yep. Huh? You walk the other way. Yep. I've walked out of the shop and I've walked right back in. <laughs> <laughs> I got, uh, oh, well, I heard you have one. Let me do one more here and then I'll give sure. you your floor. All yours, buddy. All right. <laughs> we both have mics, so, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I will pleasantly and cordially wait. It's a really good one. It's from Jimmy Villagrana. I'm not going to. I'm just going to interrupt you, Jim. What <laughs> the hell? <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't want to interrupt Jimmy. These microphones are not CDs. You don't need to key up. Right? <laughs> I mean, this, this I've is. I've been keyed up for five minutes now. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm starting to wind up. <laughs> just want you to know this isn't about me. Just <laughs> good morning. Happy podcast day. Sending some shout outs your way. And here's a Bible verse from Jimmy V. Two are better than one, for if either of them falls, one can help the other up. That's Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. With this being said, I want to give a shout out to 0049 Omar, 0020 Gerardo, and 003 Gene for helping me with at least four tons of shale stuck to my trailer last Friday. I wouldn't have been able to do it by myself. Without asking, they grabbed their shovels and jumped in my trailer. Thank you, guys. And also wanted to give Ricky for helping over the phone, giving me some tips on changing out an airline that busted on my truck when I was in Monument, headed towards the Springs. His help saved us both time, and he didn't have to come and rescue me. To all the new drivers, to all the new drivers, if you are in a bind, don't ever have, never hesitate to ask a fellow JFW brother or sister. I guarantee you, someone will always be happy to help. So. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah good, isn't that awesome? Good yeah. reference back to the Bible. I mean, how yeah. how yeah. true that is. Yep. And know? who jumped in and helped up there? Omar, Gerardo, and Gene. Gene. Yeah. yeah. I just Very as cool. I'm reading it, like I just picture them walking to the trailer with their shovels. shovels right. right. You can like, see that. Right. Yeah. 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 Just, let's go. Yep. Hi, brother Dave. Oh, spotlights on you. My turn. Yeah. Okay, I'll go now. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> kind of a weird coincidence last night. Uh, my wife's nephew uh, had senior night uh, over in Aurora, and uh, she was supposed to be here and pick me up. She got to running late, ran into a late project at work, and was running behind. And she was like, geez, is there any way you can you know, head out and go over there first? And I'm like, we don't have any spare vehicles at this yard. We do over at the other yard, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it was funny. I was getting up and walking out of my office on the phone talking to her about doing, you know, how to get that way. And Oswaldo was getting up and walking out. And Linda goes, oh, you and Brother Dave are leaving at the same time. And it just kind of hit me because I had ran into Oswaldo over there like a couple months ago. And he was like, Brother Dave, what were you doing over there? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Oswaldo, are you going home right now? And he's like, yeah. I said, would you give me a ride? <laughs> so, I mean, with, with like zero conversation or anything, Oswaldo's like, yeah, instantly. So he gave me a ride, clear out uh, the other side of Gun Club and I-70, huh. you know, on his way home, dropped me off at, at my nephew's or my wife's nephew's school. And we were there uh, in time for senior night. And I beat her there by like 30 minutes. So nice. it, was, it was just awesome, man. Huh. It was so fun just BSing with Oswaldo on the way out there. Was, How did was, he drive? fantastic it, jam it was like an uber ride because as i was talking to my wife on the phone you I sat in the back seat <laughs> i was actually going to when we went out there because i opened the back door to put my stuff in i almost did that just to mess with Oswaldo, and i didn't i didn't but i should have but what i mean by that is uh i said 
you know, it was unfolding as I was on the phone and Oswaldo was standing there and I'm like, well, are we going to your sister's house or is the school by your sister's house? If I get to your sister's house, does that help? And she's like, no, you need to go to the school. And she said the name of the school, Vista Ridge, whatever. Uh. And uh, Oswaldo's like, oh, I know where that's at. He says, that's just down the street from me. And I'm like, okay. So literally, you guys, I got in his pickup. We never discussed where we were going. Huh. We didn't put in an address. He didn't have to follow anything. And Did he it, play your music? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, shout out to Oz, man. Thanks yeah. for the ride. You, you're a rock star, buddy. You he like, is. I didn't have to do anything. I just got in the car and sat there like it was an Uber ride. Like looking at my watch, going, "How long? How long before we get there?" I'll have to ask you know Oswaldo because I, mean? I know I gave you a ride somewhere. We went somewhere together recently, and the whole time you're in my mirror and looking this way. I'm like, "Man, I should have just let him drive." <laughs> and then uh, my last shout out is to George, and I love how you say his last name, Dave. So Potgeeter. There you go. I can't <laughs> That's how he that says it. <laughs> when I just say Potgeeter, he anyway. He, I don't know what happened. He used to stop by and see us all the time in the office, and now he doesn't come by anymore. So, George, we miss you, man. If you want to stop by, stop by. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we opened the door. I know we because when he did stop by, he was just fun to tease. Yeah, you know? but he's. Yeah. He's one of those guys that's always got a smile on yeah, his face absolutely. in the conversation. I'm writing this time now. <laughs> nah, George is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. George is awesome. I think he's just been busy. Ah, well, lots I know. Of, lots I know of coloring th- books. Yeah, I know through the holiday there or whatever Christmas. I, I think he got back to go see some friends in Kansas. I think he went back. Mm-hmm. One of his first vacations he had since he's been here and stuff. So South yeah. Africa or Kansas? In Kansas. <laughs> Kansas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, George is uh, his brother in Kansas. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, George is he's George's a thing here. He is he his is, own yeah. personality. That's almost like a bad dad joke somehow in there. How did like two South Africans meet in Kansas or something? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, any other shout outs, guys? Yeah, I <clears throat> I wanted to mention we had a meeting last week with uh Great West. And then also with Eric from Flood and Peterson. And Flood and Peterson, I, I think we've mentioned him enough. And obviously, I don't know, does Eric still hold the record for the Flood and Pete for the podcast? Yeah, I mean, I, I could look, and I will look while we're doing this and come back to it. But, yeah, he, oh. the only one close to him, I think, was uh, Chili Dog. No, Paco, maybe Paco's. Paco. Paco's but, wife. Yeah, everybody's no. everybody's heard Eric on the podcast. And, you know, what, what a great guy. And last week uh, – you know he's the insurance agent, and Great West is the what do you call Great West? Is that the carrier? carrier? Yeah, the carrier is yeah. the description of it. And anyway, he brought uh, three people with him, and and that, they were uh, Heather, Larry, and Corey, and they were the the captive group. And then we went over our kind of like a six month kind of review, review. on on what we've done. But anyway. Um, I just wanted to throw a thank you out to Eric for bringing the group and, and that group being here. A great meeting, so much information. They were engaged. They'd listened to the podcast. It was just a good meeting. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, just wanted to, when we when we have our vendors, I guess, as such, I'd have to call yeah. them, yeah. that are engaged with what we're doing, it's a great partnership. And I and I know Eric, he pushes for that. He's, he's Eric's there a to help, star. right? He's He's the number one human being in my book. Yep. Good, yep. good guy. He's good, introduced good, us good to a lot, of, a lot of good people. Yes, absolutely. 
Yep, speaking of Eric, he is still number one. Uh, that was episode 100. It was released on September 27th and has 974 downloads. Oof. Episode 84, which was Paco when he talked about trades for my community and what led him there to, to help people out. That has 966. Ooh, knocking wow. on the door. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very cool. And then following that is Jesse Radabaugh, then Casey Guthrie. Uh, then we didn't have a guest. We didn't have a guest. We didn't have a guest. Al Fry is number seven with 895. Wow, he's really jumped up, Jam. I mean, I remember at some point he was like 750 and and at he, the time led he was, he was the leaderboard. One. Yeah. 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 Uh, number nine is help find Amber's mom. And then number ten was pulling weeds and mental health. Ah. So, mm. Interesting. Yeah. That Amber's mom, that one uh that's a rough one for me, man. Yeah. I'm I'm so vested in that. Right. And have never felt so freaking hopeless in my life. You know, I had no idea how many, when I say police officers, just people in police work that I knew and detectives and state patrol and investigators and none of them can help. And I just, right. this seems like the simplest thing to do. You, you almost want to take charge and just go vigilante and just start doing shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, it's... Man, it is rough for me. I, I I struggle with it, not being able to, not I guess solve it. Right? I yeah. mean, naturally we want to solve it, but I want to see action. I, I want to have some police person, and and I I say that vaguely because, you know, we can't get Lock Bowie to do anything, and then you know there's these new things that have come up in Douglas County, and I have connections there, and that didn't help, and. You know, connections in Weld County, that didn't help. Connections in Broomfield, connections in Denver. And it's like, none of you guys can do anything. And yet every single one I've spoke to, they look at it and go, these are bad guys. And nobody can do anything. It's, It's almost as though they're more concerned about stepping on another police department's toes rather than solving a crime, which to me is just 100% backwards. Right. It it just it's it's it 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 really is frustrating. I, I it is. I feel sorry for Amber. Absolutely, I was going to say. Imagine how she feels. But we're so used to, you know. Let me put this in perspective. <coughs> we got a problem with a part on the Kenworth, right? <laughs> Everybody will look and be like, "That's a problem." We don't have the part. Okay, well we're going to pull some strings. I got a connection over at Peterbilt. Oh, Peterbilt don't work. Well, guess what? Jim got a connection over at Packard. That doesn't work. Oh, Mikey could shit one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's always, I mean, all we do all day. He does that. Though. <laughs> all of a sudden, he comes up with the part out of nowhere. Yeah, right. All we do all day is solve problems. Yeah. And it's like, here's a problem, a big problem, a life and death problem. Right. And you it, just hit dead ends, and it's like. That we have so many answers to, Jim. Right. It's the government. You know, yeah. it is. It is a government. It, it like, is. Where else can you go? Like, if you go to motor vehicle and they tell you, like, we're not going to help you, you're not. You're not really the customer. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like a customer when when I'm dealing with the government. Right. It's just like all they got to do is say nope, and that's the end of it. It's like right. the buck stops there. Right. Yeah. I'm dealing with Walgreens on a prescription now. Like, so I just can't believe the workforce. I'm getting off in the weeds here, but. Trying to find out where my prescription is. I call for three days, right? You'll be on hold for 10 minutes. 
ring, 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 your next click, right? For three days, right? Finally, I see I missed a call from Walgreens the other day. I'm like, oh, my prescription must be ready. Call, get the automated thing. It's under review. All right, well, let me call and see what they wanted. 10 minutes. All of a sudden, I hear, hello. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh. I was like, is this Walgreens? Yeah. <laughs> and right there, I'm just like, okay, like, I really need to speak to an adult. Yes. You know? But I'm just like, she's like, what do you need? I'm like, well, I'm trying to call out to, to find out where my, what's your last name? Like, interrupts me. Now I'm getting, like, heated. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm so flooded, like, I don't even know what to do. You know, I spelled my name. Well, what are you looking for? I'm looking for this. You come pick it up Saturday. I just hung up. I'm like, I just. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it, Jam? Yeah. But now, like, if I want to, I could go there. I could go talk to a manager, which won't help because I looked at their reviews. It just sucks, right? Yeah. But I do, as a consumer, I'm able to, like, you know, run it up the chain. Go there. Have a face-to-face. Tell them it's unacceptable. And maybe the buck doesn't stop there. But when you get with the government or a cop, well, no, we can't do anything. That's it. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, and I think if those, if those like, <clears throat> friends of Dave that he's mentioned and they've been in the system so long, it's not that they probably don't want to help, but they're just they're so turned off by the process. Right. Kind of, they're as frustrated as we are, but they've had to work in it for right. 10, 20 years. Right. And how defeating is that? Like you guys said, you know, we can we can pull all these strings, get a hold of these people, ask Mike to shit a turbo or something, and it gets done. You know, you guys are absolutely right. It's 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 a terrible process. I'm dealing with the state right now. Uh, next month is our renewal month for our plates for the fleet, and everybody knows for your car, you know, whatever month it expires in, you get a 30 day grace period, so you can pay for your stuff at the end of the month and. Get your plates. You know, you've always had a 30-day grace period here in Colorado. So I've ran into a situation last year, and we kind of have the same situation going on this year. And we have the last couple of Kenworths, the five Kenworths. They're on the paper plates from the dealership. And when you sign up for the IRP, you get a 45-day uh, temporary cab card. And then you can, and that's, that's set up so that you can pay for your plates, right? They can ship them, they mail them, all the other stuff. And so I set the five trucks up to get their temporary cab cards uh, Monday. And then after that, I started to renew the fleet because might as well turn on the information. It's going to be next month, right? So I get this letter back that because I started to renew the fleet, they kicked the five trucks out. (laughs) And what I need to do is that's what the woman wrote me you need what i need you to do push-ups burpees right and <laughs> re-enter the five trucks and oh by the way no temporary cab cards wow because you're in your renewal month Wow. well our renewal month is february aren't we still in january yeah and why don't you just so what let's let's explain that the temporary cab card won't go 45 days it'll go only 30 or until your fleet renews and so i wrote her back i'm like well two of them expire friday what do do you want me to do with those trucks not run them and then the gist of it was that i think we have to renew the fleet instead of getting our grace period before they'll even let us do the five trucks you guys and the renewal is three hundred and fifty-five thousand, just so everybody knows 
Wow. That's what plates cost for for wow. for the trucks. That's uh, that's pretty much the cost yeah. of my house, right? Shouldn't and, the and individual no registration be separate? <laughs> right, though? right. This you know truck, what I mean? You're, I'm paying for this truck, you know, and then wow. we'll do the others. It should all be separate. And and that's what I've and and you're exactly right, Super Dave. And that's what I've ran into in the years past. That man, when you're on this fleet, de- and it's not even a well, it is a fleet. That's when our trucks renew all of them in February, and you can't you can't do anything. You know, the the one year that I ran into it, and I've told the story is. We had a driver, or not a driver, we had a truck lose its license plate, and they wouldn't give me a new license plate because we were in February, our, our renewal month. <laughs> and he, she goes, well, you have to renew the fleet. And I'm like, I don't want to renew the fleet yet. I just want a replacement plate that I've already paid for, and I want to be legal. And I threw such a fit, they gave me a letter that, that stated to give to the state patrolman that they can't give me a new plate because we're in our renewal month, Makes and and sense. so you're back to your government. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just frustrating. And then us, yeah. the way we want to serve people, the way we conduct business, conduct business here, the way we treat our customers. So to get that treatment somewhere else is just like extra frustrating. A- absolutely, it's just yeah, yeah. You know, what back, it, um, back to your conundrum, Jam Jackie ran into this at King Supers. When we were picking up some prescriptions, <clears throat> there was a big sign. That it was like the middle of the day on a Monday, and the pharmacy was closed. Yeah. And uh, the sign said they did not have a lead pharmacist, so they yeah. could not open the pharmacy. So mm-hmm. I think pharmacists are in pretty short supply right now. Right. Yeah, I've seen that sign at this Walgreens, and yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I just need to go somewhere else. So that's my plan. All right. Anybody else got any uh, shout-outs or anything? <laughs> no grievances yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into the discussion uh let's see who wants to kick off the jfw on jfw crime we witnessed the other day i'm out which one's <laughs> uh oh, rock the, tub oh my gosh yeah the That's accident. A, so that, that is a crime on a crime <laughs> jfw hate crime <laughs> i actually thought you were talking about the the crackhead that was walking down up and down the street yesterday <laughs> was it yesterday or Monday? it was yesterday yeah, yeah. i think she was a, a meth head dave get it straight okay <laughs> i don't know the difference between a crackhead and a meth head but oh don't they don't not we much. All, don't we have also the video of the guy grabbing the flag that was stuck in the fence and burned it yeah what? that's another crackhead wow yeah didn't know about that one yeah scooby's got that one jam so wow but anyway, back to back to hopefully problems we can do something about. Is that <laughs> is that what we do here? Um, I know I know we sent that the video out. I think it was in Paycom, right, Jim? Yep. And we showed a clip, and we purposely did that. And hopefully, um, everybody's had some time to review those clips. Again, it wasn't to ridicule the driver, make fun of the driver, but you know, because a lot of times we've blurred out the person's face so that it, there wasn't any you know, ridiculing or anything like that or, you know, thinking we were calling the person out. We couldn't in this instant because, like Dave mentioned earlier in the podcast, to move that truck, you have to look in the mirrors, maybe out the back window, in the front. You know, we talk about having your head on on a swivel. And in this video, the driver got in the truck and never looked, never looked out the right-hand mirror I think he glanced left, but he glanced left at the driver, 
that was at the scale that is his truck that he hit. So he knew that somebody was there. When he walked out, you couldn't miss the truck sitting beside you. And the driver was so focused on the phone, on his dash, that he just never looked. And, and I mean, when you watch the video, you guys, and again, hopefully you guys can go back. I mean, you see that driver's hood mirror just snap off. It explodes. And the in the other video of the truck itself, watch the steering wheel. It's like a ghost is in the truck. Rips it back and forth both directions. Then, then the driver still would never have known that he hit anything except for our own truck stopped him. It was it was a moment of shock on his face when our it truck dragged the front end of the other truck. Out yeah, of it just yeah. wouldn't move the other nineteen thousand or fifteen thousand pounds truck, and and you're just like, and then you know, will you guys? learn this from this video also or, or this experience if you have a situation happen like that stop this driver never got out he just decided to back up yeah we so, talk about that all the time right all the time. stop just just stop stop it's get out yeah see what the best way to address it is just stop and the reason for that is because if you don't you're likely to cause more damage oh absolutely dave right yeah. what what have you what have you hooked because i think it it either blew out or cut the trailer tire on the rock trailer that hit the other truck and then did, was that damage done when he backed up or when he went forward maybe sure. we could have saved a tire yep you know or or the fender or the rest of the mirror it's just so and you guys we're not all of us make mistakes but what do you do with the mistake? And when it when it's, I gotta call it blatant like that. But like you said, Dave, situational awareness is that nobody gets up in the morning to suck. The, the, our old saying around here: he didn't get up in the morning to do that. But <laughs> obviously, it happened. And and what do we? How do we fix that? I mean, everybody has to. I th what did it happen? Friday? I think Friday. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And I, it just it it ate on me all weekend long, and and then you know being an owner is as much as me and Dave, and I know you guys are vested in this. The cost, the cost is just through the roof, you guys, and 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 you know we're 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 trying to make things better, and how do we how do we continue to give out you know raises and and bonuses and you know nice trucks when we just Tear them up. Piss money away. The, you know what, what's eating at you, Jim, and, and maybe I'm wrong here. I'm putting words in your mouth, but it's what eats on me. It's what's eating on Super Dave. We talked about it. Uh, Kendrick and Casey and their emails and, and talking about the stuff is we don't know how to fix that. I, I guess, yeah, that's the, you, yeah. You've, you've, yeah, because you've, I, you've I, taken this, this standard. And I don't even say it's the bar. It's the standard. It's what's required of you. It's, it's the, what is required. It's the minimum. We're just asking for you to do you to do the minimum requirement. If you're going to move, you need to look in all your mirrors and forward and in front of you and behind you and then move. And these things won't happen. But we, we don't know how to make you do that, right? That's, that's I, exactly and, what. And I think that's the... 
that's what eats on you. You yeah. can't solve that. Well, that's why these companies, Brandon does it. I know this, but all of the oil field companies do it too. They make you put cones around your vehicle. Yes. So before you move, yes. after you come out of a store or out of a building or whatever, you have to go around and pick up your cones. We, we've we talked about that, yeah. Super Dave, and I think, I think actually they get... They get time off if they don't do the cone, get caught with the cone, or even fired. Yeah. But, you know, just like you're talking about that, I can vision, envision this driver, though, Super Dave, going out, getting his cone that he placed out there, looking around his vehicle, going back, getting in the cab, and still staring at the dash and making the right-hand turn. I don't think in this situation that cone would have fixed it. Because it was his friend that was there. He knew the truck was there. He looked at the truck. You know, if there's a driver at the scale, where do you think his truck is? He's got it on his shoulders and he carried it up to his up to the scale. <clears throat> it just it, it just blows me away. I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm dumbfounded about the the how simple to correct this, but we can't correct it. Yeah, there's a difference between looking around and actually being situationally aware. There's a difference between hearing somebody speak and listening to what they're saying. So to your point with the cones, yeah, he may go get the cone and look around, but is it registering? Is mm-hmm. he actually like not just going? It's a complacency thing, I guess. Like, oh, let me get the it's, cone. It's oh. where his focus is. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's why I said last week or the week before, like, we're going along and everything's cool. And then you watch a video and you feel, you just feel violated. Like, because mm-hmm. we didn't teach you that. No. We didn't tell you, like, you know, hey, come on this team and do it the way you want to. We, we're pretty specific about the way things need to be done. The scary thing to me is, you know, yeah, it costs money, but that could have cost life. Absolutely, You know, Jim. if somebody's standing there, and I hate to play the what-if game, but we got it, right? If somebody's, what if somebody was standing there and we got in between those trucks, and, you know? You're, you're spot on, Jim. Two drivers standing there talking. Yep. Or one driver doing something, looking at something. The yeah, trailers, the trailers don't make noise when they're moving. No, you know the the trucks. You can hear them. the trailers are silent. That could have been death. You know that's how that's how people get run over at intersections. You know, not saying the driver that random person over in a wheelchair was at fault, but that's the way that that stuff happens. You're not paying attention to what's going on around but, you. But again, and, and and it feels like you, you know feels like with me making this statement i'm blaming the guy in the wheelchair but I, I just love looking at the what if because if you're in a wheelchair and you're going in front of a big truck you got to assume they can't see you right and and so yeah, where's the you and i would where's the right dave you know where is the accountability for that stuff i i just and and you know we we i i can say this but i know we let the driver go because of that but he had two previous violations of phone usage. I mean, we had a discussion. We last chanced. We worked with them and everything else. And we can't in jeopardize, in jeopardize, wow. We can't jeopardize <laughs> everybody here for that one guy yep. or one, one driver or one, one person. We can't, we can't do that. And, and not when it's like, not when it's done like that. Right. Yeah. You know, Jim, on that thought, I was reading an article the other day. Uh, it was about social media and bullying um, with kids in school. And and this, to me, is very parallel with that. This, this whole phone thing 
is so bad. You know, the the things that come on the phone with the social media and the TikTok and all of the things that younger kids struggle with, I don't because I never grew up with that stuff. I mean, we mm-hmm. didn't even have computers when I grew up. Yeah, exactly. Dude. But, uh, man, it's just one thing after another really point to really bad things about these phones right here, you know? That, you know, they cause accidents. I mean... I, people probably don't remember, but I remember when light rail first started running through downtown. How many that, people like, they 16 hit? That like 16-year-old girl <laughs> that walked right out to, onto, the, onto the tracks because she was looking at her phone. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's not good stuff. We should all throw these things away. You know, it's kind of funny, Dave. I hadn't thought about the light rail, but remember at each intersection, the guards weren't working, the arms weren't working? Yeah, the, on the A-line here, yeah. For like the first year and a half out to DIA? <laughs> yeah. And they just had people stationed at each crossing. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yep. I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah. That would have been a cool job. Just oh, my out. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trains coming. <laughs> yeah, how there's a job. So how how boring is that? Is how how long do you sit there every day? But what if you didn't do your job? Right. If you fell what, asleep. What if? And then just you, somebody dies. Yeah. It's on you. Yeah. You know, it is. It is totally on you. Who's the captain of the ship? Yeah, I am. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and then I know I I mean unless you have a different way of doing it, Jim. We also hit a scale. This this last week. Well, that's the way I would do it. And because <laughs> it's next on the list. <laughs> but I, I have to, you know, and again, I'm going to make this statement. I don't want the driver because he is still here. I don't want him to listen to this and think we're, we're making fun or ridiculing. Right. I want everybody to learn from this. But I asked Super Dave. He, he hasn't been with us this long, but or that long, but he's been doing a great job as far as I know. He is a long-time driver, though. That's what I was going to say. I understood from you that he was a seasoned driver. Been here seven months. And so maybe maybe the complacency of being a long-term driver. But he did you know, 90% of the stuff right. He pulled up. He was on the CB before that. He put the CB mic down. So it, 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 he wasn't on the CB on the scale. He hesitated for just a moment. Didn't come to a complete stop, but but pretty much I mean, really close. Close. Oh, yeah. close. So, so yeah. close. So he's under control, right? There was no, there was not a speed, you know, issue there of just come flying on, but he was just so off center, and from from him, and hopefully he learns from this, which I'm sure he feels bad. But as he pulls on, here's another situation that he never used any of the tools we supply. That that front mirror on the on the right side never looked in it that would have been the first thing is holy crap i am close to that bar right you know he just he he was comfortable he was relaxed but he wasn't doing his complete job and and maybe that's maybe that's a, a lifelong career of driving he felt so comfortable in the truck but it still it cost him the embarrassment of this happening the 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 money you know luckily we didn't damage the scale which they usually build those arms so badass anyway. We usually don't, but we annihilated the truck right. and uh, the 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 box for the DPF. We dented the fuel tank. I mean, I, I, 
What is what? Do you remember what a fuel tank's up to, Dave? Because you don't like weld 20, those. Twenty five hundred bucks. I mean, that's just, just the fuel tank, tank alone. Not, that doesn't not include paint. paint. Yeah, doesn't include our shop time and pinstriping. I'm really worried about the the DPF box underneath the brackets, right? Because we took the brackets and twisted them. I'm worried we may have broken the bolts out of the bottom of the DPF mounts and the DOC under there. So we'll huh. a lot of. I mean, it could be a ten thousand dollar dinger. Yeah, it really yeah. could. We're just wow. I don't know yet where we're at. Let me ask you this. Because I was relieved when I watched the video. What if we watch that video and he was on the phone when that happened? Yeah, there's, there's, I, I, the he, driver. It would be a different he, conversation. I don't think the driver would be here. He'd yeah, be gone. right. Yeah, because yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't distracted. He was just complacent. And right. I, I don't, you know, I try to look back at, at my career uh, when I was driving. So there's that that remark when I was a driver. But um, you know, most of the time, and I've tried to convey this that. I had this little bit of fear because as the boss's son or my position, I couldn't screw up. You know, I couldn't hit the scale. I couldn't, you know, run around with a flat tire. I couldn't hit the truck beside me. I just, I had to be hyper vigilant that I didn't give a, another driver an excuse either to make fun of me, pick on me, or, you know, oh, he's an idiot. You know, just that was, that was always in the back of my mind. So I was hyper vigilant to make sure my job was done right. And I don't know how to convey that kind of feeling. And I don't want people to run around with fear, as I stated, but to be the best they can be. You know, we just upped the the safety bonus by 3%. And, you know, we're, we're, we've had an instant just recently on that where we've pulled somebody's bonus. But it's clear what the rules are. And and thing, things things need to be adjusted. And or... or they don't think it's right we took the safety bonus but I, I wanted to tell a story Dave what I'm what I'm trying to get back to is we asked people to do things for a reason and we don't want to ask a bunch of times and I and I have a story Dave and I know I I guess I want I want it to be relatable but I don't know how many years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago when do we take over the Boral contract Dave do you either Super Dave Dave that was definitely like 2013. One, wasn't it? I, it was during the downturn, so it was like oh 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 seven eight nine ten. You're right, Dave. So, you're somewhere, right. somewhere in that window, Jim. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. So you're almost 20 years ago, okay? But the the thing is about this is they sent the contract out, the bid to three trucking companies. In the contract, it stated that our reply needs to be electronic well not our reply our reply everybody's reply needed to be electronic okay the other two trucking companies that were bidding on it with us were outstanding trucking companies they weren't bad trucking companies they were family owned they had a reputation everything else and we replied electronically and one of the other companies told me and dave because we discussed it we thought maybe we could even break it up we didn't have enough trucks to cover everything together the other company said we were like did you go ahead and reply electronically no i don't i don't i don't have i don't we don't do that we don't we don't have time to do that they have my rates yeah they have my rates was the reply <laughs> wow and we replied electronically that's what it said to do and guess who ended up getting the the contract jfw yeah and they said, we appreciate you following the directions. 
Because how do you think we did the rest of the work for that company? Right. We followed the directions. So when somebody tells me they did they did it not how it was asked, and then they look at me and go, oh, I would have done it that way if I knew I was going to lose my job. Right. I am, I am dumbfounded. <laughs> I am... I am Oh, I would have done it the way you ask if I knew I was going to lose my position. Right. Well, what sense does that make? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and 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 me and Dave, we were blown away by that with the other two companies that you were asked to do it a certain way and you just decide to do it however you want. Right. I'm going to get into that a little bit myself. This, what you're telling me, reminds me of an experiment we did. I think we were in a sixth grade gym. And... Uh, <laughs> The teacher handed out everybody these instructions. And instruction one said, read all directions before doing anything. Number two, go up to the blackboard, write your name. Number three, go pick up this paper and put it. And it was like 50 steps. And then the last step said, thank you for reading all the directions. You don't have to do any of these things. And it was just a bunch of kids walking around doing aimlessly stuff because step one said, read all the directions first. Right. You know, that's that's what that reminds me of. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I just, I don't know. And I, I and I think to this day, and this story, I just, I relive it because. It's awesome. Where, where would we be to, we wouldn't be here today right. if me and Dave didn't follow directions. Yeah, uh, help, I, help me out, Dave. I'm, no, I'm just, no, you are so spot I'm on, angry, Jim. I, but I, I wanted to start in the beginning because, and I'm <laughs> here's. I'm not trying to correct you, but you said we took his bonus. We did. Ah, yeah, we, we, we didn't. Yeah. It's not up to us. He didn't earn it. He didn't earn it. Well, the phone it's, call was. You're 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 absolutely right. And thank me for thank you for correcting me because you're spot on. <laughs> thank and you. I, and, I, and, I, and I hate I hate saying it that way. But that was the phone call we got. Exactly. Is why we took his bonus. Yes, exactly. And you're and we just like. We didn't take it. No. You didn't earn it. So, and I guess that's kind of, you know, yeah. exactly the analogy you're using, Jim, is you're talking about putting the cart away, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the right thing to do. You, you're asked to do that. You're provided a cart rodeo arena storage facility, right? Carts belong two places at a shopping center either in their little cart uh, storage area in the parking lots, right? There's almost one in every aisle, depending on where you're at, or inside the store. So put the cart away. That's all we're asking. And it's funny, you can run into someone that you happen to show up and they didn't put the cart away and you witnessed it, and they give you the answer, well, I did it every other time. I just didn't have time this (laughs) time. I usually do it. I usually do it. Exactly, <laughs> right. Jim. And and yeah, you, you, that's that's where you're at, you know. And how you do some things, and I just I love this, Jim. How you do some things is finish. Where you do it. everything. Exactly. Yep. If if you're not doing this, this, and this, you're not doing that, that, and that. And that was that was my. I guess that's the same thing, you know. Like when when I would head to the corner, I would trade a trailer, or I would I would do anything. I had to. Make sure everything was correct because I couldn't spend the time in the port. I couldn't take that chance. And that's still how I feel. I mean, Super Dave, I mean, you've said it for years. If I was going to the port, you checked everything out. Even if you've already checked things out, right, Shoot, Dave? Jim, we used to stop two or three uh, exits before the port, make sure all our brakes were adjusted. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and, and we'd done our stuff in the morning. Yeah. But what if, we, what if we have a broken one or, or anything? Why take the chance? You know, when it... 
the the responses we got on some of this stuff well it wasn't like that or or i don't know it just it's just it, frustrating it just happened the shop pulled didn't in. fix it i yeah. got that response yeah yeah <clears throat> yep i used uh, to get off at that same exit to go around <laughs> well I, I'm, I'm guilty of that jam i've went around the port because maybe something did break right or maybe i'm maybe you, i was but you knew it exactly you so i didn't blindly go to right. the port i'm like well that's yes. going to cost me right. some money you did what you had to do to yes stay out of trouble absolutely yeah. absolutely you know hey i hey i, I know i'm you know two thousand pounds over on my axle but I'm okay on my gross, so I'm going to go to the port anyway, right? right. It just doesn't, man. You guys, we're, we're we're we fight ourselves so much, and and I just I want I want people to do what they're asked. You just expect I, everyone I to, to do, do the right thing. Ask. Yeah, you expect people to do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, we can talk. I'm hopefully this is Kathy's uh, first podcast she listens to. She was the one we talked about last week at the end of the interview. She pushed her seat in. Yep. It's that little thing. It, it, that one little thing. Huh. So how is she going to do everything? <laughs> complete. That's she puts the cart away. Complete. Right? Yeah. Right? That's, that's what before, that should be a test before we hire anyone. We should hire a PI to follow him to the grocery store. <laughs> and see they, I know a guy. <laughs> him and his wife will be out there with binoculars. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we can get them to help with Amber's situation. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what we're down to. I mean, if you ever really want to know somewhere is, just uh, hire child services. They find everybody. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good to know. Yeah, uh, and I think I, <laughs> I don't want to take your job, Jim. You do oh, a great job. No, do it. But I got to go to the other thing on the list. Let's keep, man, this is, this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> He should be sitting at the head. I was going to say this yeah. seat is warm. If you want to come over here, <laughs> I'll but, get you a water. You know, we. I, I. I think too that sometimes people try so hard to do the right thing or get the job done that they make mistakes too. Mm. And, and 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 the true mistakes. When you guys, you know, we've been hauling out of ARS over here off of Smith and Quebec for quite a few years. Had a new driver go over there. Didn't go in the right way, but assumed it was okay to cross the tracks. Because he, mm -hmm. I, I think in that situation, trying to get the job done. Right. You know what? Trying to get to where you load, but drove over the railroad okay. tracks. And, you know, I, I know we had a conversation. We, we all need to learn from it. That maybe dispatch needs to give the better directions. Maybe, you know, a, need, a driver should have hollered, hollered out, hey, you're coming in the wrong way, whatever. But... When the truck when the truck drove over the railroad tracks, not at a crossing, we bent the support bar for the fuel tanks underneath the cab, and I, and I don't think the driver was not not paying attention. I think he was just trying or really hard to get the job done. And again, I think at some point, like we say over and over, gotta stop. That's another situational awareness situation, yeah. Jim. Because where you cross the tracks, there's virtually, there isn't one tire track no. over the tracks there. I mean, it's, it's open railroad tracks he just crossed instead of crossing at the entrance or the exit or whatever. You know, I think that's where a little bit of, uh, I don't know, I think a good word for it is anxiety. You're yeah. A you're a little anxious. Yeah. You know, nervous. And, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once he got over the tracks, he just pulled behind the truck that was still loading on the scale at ARS. 
it's not like he was holding anything up or anything at all like that. Just kind of a bad decision to not go to another area and drive over the tracks at a crossing, you know, and, 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 and go from there. So here's a learning curve for everybody listening. And we covered this in our safety meeting with that driver. Um, if you don't see any tracks, no other trucks have driven there, do not go there. There's a reason. Right. Right. It could be unlevel. It could be soft. It could be anything. Um, so if you're in a pit or you're on a job site or you're taking a shortcut like this case was, and if you don't see any tracks on the ground, it's not a road. Do not go there. Everybody listen yeah. to that. I mean, something we don't talk about enough is all the railroad tracks that we cross here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, none of us have any information, but yesterday morning, an Amtrak train hit a dairy farmer's, a DFA truck, right, at a railroad oh, crossing wow. up in Weld yep. County. And, I had not heard about that. Yeah, it's not good. I guess the Amtrak train derailed, yeah. and I, I don't have any other information about wow. that. I know it was unfolding yeah, yesterday. Never, never does it. It's kind of like a truck and a car tying it up. Never is it a good outcome when a train and a truck ties it up. Exactly. Yeah, Dave. my understanding and was minor injuries, milk everywhere. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. With the train derailed. Yeah, the engine came off. Okay, that was off. that was it, not the rest yeah. of the... I pulled up some pictures yesterday. Let me look while you're Gotcha. Talking. Yeah, I'm, either way, not you good. just don't show up and, and that's not a 3,800-pound Mazda Miata. You yeah. just don't lift that locomotive back up on the tracks, I'm sure. Yeah. And what track damage did it do? And what damage is done to the locomotive? And, you know, lives at risk. And we cross the one tracks down at Plant 13 every single day multiple times. Mm-hmm. Two tracks. Out, out at uh, Plant 12 on Chambers, we go across the light rail all the time. You know, you 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 have to realize you're 50 feet long you can't be left on those tracks at any time. You know, I mean, it is so, so dangerous. And we really don't do a good job about talking about it. And when that happened yesterday, I thought, boy, we need to earmark that and talk about train crossings. And I'm sure there's multiple places up north at the pits. I think, don't we cross the train tracks there going into, uh, I still call it Pit 28. What's it called now? Uh, the Brandon pit that we're dropping the rubble at. I, I still call it pit 28. Pit, it's changed. Plant 11 or Pla- something I like think that, you're right, yeah. Dave. Plant yeah. uh, pit, 11. pit 11. It's pit 11, yeah. not to be confused with plant 11. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, and that's, that's yeah. where... But we do cross tracks. Absolutely, that yeah. That, that, whole, that whole north-south mm-hmm. corridor there on the, on yeah. the east side of 85. So, yep. yeah, a lot. There is just a lot to what we do, and that's the reason we... we have to have that vigilance of situational awareness. We can't be distracted by our phones. We we can't be distracted by the things going on in the cab. You have to be doing your job. 18 wheels are turning or 14 wheels are turning just so someone doesn't go, we don't have 18 wheels, but you understand my point, right? <clears throat> there is a lot happening. There's a lot of movement. You're, you're 65 feet long. You're 10 feet wide at the mirrors. You're you're a lot of movement, and it's become so easy to drive these trucks that I think we lose track of that. It really is easy, and that's not to belittle anyone. I'm not saying it's an easy job at all. What we do is a hard job. What I'm saying is it's easy to move that truck. Right. It's become very easy. So I do stand corrected. It's a little more serious than I thought. Um, the... 
What's that, Jim? It's more serious than well, I thought. I just thought I heard you say I stand corrected. I stand corrected. <laughs> I am wrong a lot. <laughs> I have no problem admitting it because it I, happens. My wife and I have that little, little yeah. rule. Huh. I'm sorry, just you're right. I'm say wrong. it one more time. <laughs> you know, if they tell you you're right, they just want you to shut up. <laughs> if they say that's right, that means they agree with you. Oh, yeah. interesting. Gosh, yeah. man. Uh, Almost 30 the... years of marriage, I'm still learning. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get it. Oh, that's funny. Uh, the Amtrak worker has life-threatening injuries. So oh, wow. Yeah. And then uh, there was three other minor injuries. I don't know if the truck... Oh, yeah, the truck was loaded carrying 10,000 gallons of milk. And, uh, yeah, so four injured total. There was 69 people on the train. Could have been much worse, but, yeah, the engineer or the guy running the train has life-threatening injuries. Wow. And we don't even know what happened. You know what I mean? Right? I mean, we don't know if a crossing didn't work or the truck crossed illegally. There are no crossings. Yeah, up in Weld County, I bet you there's just signs. From what uh, Tracy was telling me, the guy was training, so there was two DFA employees in the truck. This is all speculation, everybody. It's word of mouth, third-party hearsay. Uh, he was training, and it sounded like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Gotcha. He, yeah. Guys, I have to bring up, we're talking about railroad tracks and all the other stuff, and I didn't remember it in the in the podcast when I missed, and then I'm 90% sure we didn't talk about it last week, but we wet. We, we wet. Wow, I can't even talk today. We wow. wet our pants today. What What about? I I don't think it's a problem. But Charlie, what, Charlie. I mean, did we talk about the railroad tracks up at Coors? Uh, not did publicly. We, no, did we no. go over that? Because there, there again, we we had no choice. Um, we had to let Charlie go after him being here. I think coming up on eight years. Not nine years nine, in May, Jim. Nine years in May. It, it was a rough one. He had a video. It, it didn't feel good, but his video from him in his cab, the lights went to flashing and all sorts of stuff, and he <coughs> proceeded through the crossing anyway. At Coors. At Coors, and the crossing arms came down, and he broke them, bent them or broke them, whatever. Bro- broke the one off. Broke the one off, and then, we, then Coors was involved, the safety team at Coors, Writer that that runs all the transportation. I know Dave and Jam. You had to go to a special meeting with writers and rail crew. Yeah, Jr. had to go down there. Yeah, and then we we sent sent Ricky. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ricky and Jr. Yep. Yep. And and we haven't talked about it. And and uh, and a person lost his job over to you guys, but we had no choice. We were our hands were tied on that situation. Yeah. And and so everybody that goes to Coors, I don't know how much. It just feels like we just brushed that under the rug. You need to stop, fully stop at every stop sign. You know, make sure the arms aren't coming down when the crossing lights. And again, that's just not paying attention. Yep. And and this is serious stuff we talk about. It does. You know, one thing we brought up, and I I had dispatch reach out to the majority of the same people that run Coors, Jim. But you're right. I mean, we we totally swept it under the rug, or just. Moved on from it, I should say. It's not like we were trying to hide anything, yeah, but yeah. we just moved on from it, I think, because it was kind of a gut-wrenching experience for us. But when you stop at that stop sign to cross those tracks, there's only one stop sign at Coors at the tracks. You know, there's another stop sign when you cross the creek to go over to the can. But uh, the only stop sign there when you're leaving the scale going over to the can is at the railroad tracks and then when you cross the bridge. So at the railroad tracks, this is a poor description, but those railroad tracks are almost an S-turn. Mm-hmm. And you're stopping in the middle of the S. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 that's a that's a poor description, but it's. I, I hope everyone can understand what I'm talking about. Right. If you're in the middle of the S, you almost have to, depending on which direction you, well, either direction, you have to look off to the left in front of you one way, and you have to look off to the right behind you because you're in the middle of that S. So coming or going, it doesn't matter. You need to look behind you to the right and ahead of you to the left. That way you know you can see the train from either direction because you're in the middle of that S. It's it's not just one straight line like I would almost say every other railroad crossing is that we cross, right? So yeah, it's you have you should not just plan on stopping at that stop sign. You need to stop at that stop sign and look both ways. That's the hiccup with that sign mm -hmm. or with that crossing. Mm -hmm. You have to stop and look both ways. But here again, situational awareness, the way we were taught when we got our license, don't you do that anyway? Don't you stop at a railroad crossing and look both ways before you cross? You're supposed to. That's, that's the situational awareness part. So, yeah, I think the reason why we had to do what we did was that First of all, the stop sign itself is ringed with lights, red lights yep. around the stop sign. And then there's Flashing. also the big railroad crossing lights. Yes. And the driver said, I didn't even notice the lights. So he yeah. was on remote control. He was complacent. Yeah. You know, he was in la-la land. The goal was to, to barely stop at the stop sign and we, go. We can't have that. Right. You know, well. it's, there's lives involved. By the way, it was two locomotives and eight passenger cars that derailed. Everything, I mean, two engines, two and locomotives, plus eight, eight passenger cars. cars. Yeah. Is was that the whole train, Jim? There was you know? sixty nine people on the train. So does that sounds like it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now I don't know that derailment means whereabouts does the article say? Kingsburg. Kingsburg. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Very scary. Yeah. Very scary. Mm. You don't think it can happen to you until it happens to you. Well, isn't that the truth? You Dave? know. You know that the the old we, saying, "Oh, that'll never happen to me." Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and then well, boom. It won't if it you're do, if you're doing your job. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, we're we can't really talk about this with blame, you know, on the DFA thing because we we truly we don't know what we don't know what happened, yeah. right? I mean, we truly don't know what happened, so we can't really talk about that with any blame whatsoever, but we can I, sure make people think I about what we're doing. Something to do with complacency. Don't you think? Well, I don't know, on the railroad side or on the Well, the train is the right away, buddy. They can't <laughs> yeah. stop. But the truck sure can. How fast were they going, Dave? Have you checked the, the speed the train through there? What's the, the train truck? need to slow down to? Well, I don't know where it was. All How I know fast is do you that go through those intersections? Ah, must be the trucker's fault. <laughs> I would bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if you, if you had to bet, who, who are you going to bet? against or for or mm -hmm. on or however dave right yeah yeah i mean i've never been a train driving school but i don't know <laughs> if they're like hey when you get to the intersection make sure there ain't no big trucks there <laughs> you know yeah. i've been Did to driving get, school where they're like you better damn make sure there ain't no trains coming <laughs> <or you might. laughs> at, at train driving school yeah. they just ask you to just oh if you're getting close and there's a truck on the brake just hit your pinch valve yeah there you go yeah. Yeah. how many videos have we seen where a trains hit a truck right you know, I mean, oh my gosh. On yeah. social media? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dave's not on social media. It scares me to death. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. is. Yeah. Because, like it's you not, said, Dave, you, you know who's losing. Outcome. No. Yeah, you know who's losing. Yeah. So I, I see a common thing in the outline, and some of the things are more serious than others. I'm going to jump down just a bit to treating things like they were yours. 
and I, I'm giving an example, okay? And this is, again, not to ridicule. It's to make everybody better, okay? The other day, driver comes, maybe a couple weeks ago, he's <clears throat> got a dead battery. Mentions it's been dead before, okay? All right, write up your batteries. Let's make sure you got good batteries. This Monday comes around, hey, my battery's dead again. Okay, did you write it up? No, I didn't write it up because of this. And my point was, let me ask you, if you came out of your house two or three times and your battery's dead in your car and you had to jump it, what would you do? Super Dave? Make sure I have jumper cables with me. Okay. <laughs> this way you can keep jumping it. I know the whites. Maybe I'll help you out, Jim. Different. I'll help you out. What would you do? I'd probably replace it with my batteries. Or at least have it tested. As long or as you at. had like 150 bucks to replace that battery. <laughs> right. It ain't well, cheap. Well, guess what? Here at JFW, you don't have to have any money to have your battery replaced. We'll do it for free. Yeah, JFW has to have money. You don't. And check it. Yeah, and you don't have to do the work either. You just have to take a pen and write on a piece of paper, check my batteries, they keep dying, right? <laughs> check the, my batteries. Same thing with the inside of the cabs. We let that one driver, well, he quit actually. That one driver, he was treating the cab of his truck like a dumpster. Right. Like, would you do that with your brand new vehicle? Right. Most people would not. Yeah. He would. Right? <laughs> Just knowing what I know about that guy. Yeah. yeah. But his house is like that. His car is like that. Kind of uh, like pup. Talking you know? to another driver the other day. He was coming down the hill fast. Set his cruise control at 48 miles an hour. Coming down Floyd Hill. Yeah. What's the speed limit? Speed limit is 45. So I'm just going to set my Ooh. cruise higher? At 48. Yeah. Why? What's the problem? Well, it cruises <laughs> let it run up to like 55 before right. it kicks out. How about, how about 60 miles an hour? How about he got up to 60, okay? And when we asked him, you know, who is your trainer? He told us. What did he teach you to set your cruise at? Or what did he teach you to come down the hill at? 45, okay. Why did you decide to go at 48? I don't have a good reason. Well, at least that's a good answer. He was honest. Yes. He was honest. Love that. Yeah. Love that. He was honest, right? You know, JR explained we, we don't really even like to use crews coming down a grade. Mm -hmm. I think it's wrong. <clears throat> some of these drivers do like to do that, and that's a personal preference. But why would you set it higher than the speed limit? Right. When you know there's a speed zone there. Right. You know, and was glancing at his phone coming down. That's when he hit 60. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. That was another, just so you guys know, another disqualification from safety bonus. Okay. Ouch. So my point is... <clears throat> We got to do things the JFW way. You got to come down the hill at the right speed. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brother Dave. I can Where does see. that safety zone start again? At the big sign with the flashing lights. <laughs> How big is that sign? It's a five by ten. <laughs> what color is it? Yellow. <laughs> is, there a, is there a definition of yellow? Is there a grace period? <laughs> I think it's caution yellow. Even, right. Caution right? yellow. There you go. <laughs> right. We got to come down the hill at 45. You got to stay off your phone. You got to go in their entrance, not the exit. You got to do things the way we taught you. You got to do your pre-trip. You got to do all these things, right? So my question is, when Super Dave interviews everybody, which is most people, if not everybody, if he gave you this spiel and was like, all right, well, we're going to offer you the job, and you said, okay, well, I'm going to accept your position, but I just want you to know <clears throat> I'm not going to do 45 coming down that hill. I'm going to do what I want. Probably set my cruise to 48. You know, or 
<laughs> or I'm gonna keep I'm gonna treat the cab of this truck like a dumpster, just so you know, right? Or I'm not gonna want to go get the last load of Plant 13 because it's too late. But I'll complain about money every other fucking day. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's okay. You're just passionate, Jam. I appreciate yeah, that. Grinding your gears. Isn't yeah, it, it's 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 like a one way street that I'm seeing. Right. If you told us all these things about what you're not going to do or you're not going to run plants or you're not going to buy the speed limit or you're going to use your phone. Super Dave, would you hire them? No, Jam, I would not. Exactly. They would not help make JFW a better place. and They would not be safe on the road, nor would they be a good teammate to work with. Exactly. And, and why do we care about? Be, I'm, but I'm, I'm on a roll. Go ahead. I'm Keep on a going. roll. Vice versa, right? We told you we're going to start you at 31%. We told you paydays are Tuesdays. We told you we have a 5% safety bonus, right? Well, what if what if Tuesday rolled around and you didn't have your paycheck yet? Or what if, you know, you, you drove safe for a quarter and we decided to only give you 2%, right? We're not, we're not doing what we said, but we can't do that. If we don't do what we said, it's a big deal, you know? But we're going to give people grace. Okay, well, you did 48 this time. You did 60 this time. You broke this this time. It's just, it's, it's not a good relationship, I guess, is my point. Go ahead, BD. Why do we ask people to, to be safe on the road? A few different reasons, right? One, obviously, we don't, for, for life. Number two, property. Life's at risk, yeah. right? Life is yeah, at risk. Absolutely. That's yeah. why they call it safety. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you started to say property, damage, yeah. all Life, of that stuff. Yeah. Property and reputation. Right. Problems with DOT. You know, all the things that make JFW stand out as a as a good company. Look at the the shout out that Stephanie Delval gave us for being a trucking company that her husband is happy working at right. and that we do things different. And every time she sees a JFW truck, we're doing the right thing, right? Yeah. Because for the most part, we have good people that are Absolutely. safe and want to do a good job. We have amazing people. And, yes. And that that letter from her, that's all at stake. Yeah. I mean, if that if that letter didn't make you feel good about working here, Right. Then, then you're probably not the person that should be here, honestly. Yeah. Yep. Because, because we've put that we've by our actions we've put that letter and that feeling all at risk. And who yeah. wants to risk that? You know, it's so true. How many times do we talk about if one driver in a red JFW truck isn't doing it right, then 99 other drivers in red JFW trucks are that guy. Right. right. Also, That's there's that, that JFW truck, yeah. right? Yeah. One one is the right. same. Yep. The perception. Yeah. One is Absolutely. everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. And to the general public, they don't know there's a difference between a Pete or a Kenworth or a Freightliner or a Western yep. Star. They see that red JFW truck and it's a red They're JFW all the truck. Same. They're all the same. Yeah. I do have a question for you, you guys, because this is where we lose touch with the road in situations like this. And what I mean by that is we're not out on the highways and byways and roads every day. And, and I guess my question is, and I don't know where that happened at the 45-mile-an-hour zone jam. Genesee. Okay. So it was prior to where they're doing all the construction at the new runaway truck ramp? I can't say that for sure. And, it was and a 45 I, mile I an hour haven't been zone. through there, and I know we talked about it. Gosh, it's probably been a month ago now. Mm -hmm. Isn't that area under construction? And isn't it a slower speed? Not Genesee. 
but just down between right. Genesee and there and, is that and one the Morrison area. exit there where, the, where the runaway truck ramp is. Yeah, well, I thought I mean, it was thirty five through there. I guess that's the I guess that's my question, you guys. Is we lose touch? Mm. We're not driving through it every day, right? Right. I mean, I don't I don't see it. I haven't been no. up that stretch of highway in ages. Yep. So you know, maybe that's something we need to have somebody give us a little FYI, and we should you know post that out where it's like, hey, just a reminder, because we did here about a month ago, but I don't think the it was like the day it was starting. Has it started? Is there? You know, is there a, an S in yeah. the traffic curve right coming down? Is State Patrol, you know, they're going to watch that area more? Are we high, at, more at risk coming through there? You know, that's where we need our people to share with us. Go, hey, this is this is happening in this area. We need to watch out so none of us do something wrong and make us better because that way together we're the JFW family, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to face and overcome all that stands before us. Yep. I agree. Well, anything else on that before I get into safety bonuses? <laughs> Jim, you good? No, nah, I think we're I, hopefully we're covering it. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I think it just leads right into the to the next part. Absolutely, the five percent safety bonus, right? The five percent safety bonus is for the elite safety champions. It's for the people that are doing it right without any excuses. You know, you didn't do it the right way. You didn't earn your safety bonus. Right. That's it. Five percent is significant, and yeah, we bumped it up, and we haven't changed the rules, but we are going to enforce them. Absolutely, yeah. yeah and I think the, <laughs> I, I guess when we talk about complacency, and and you know maybe you're a person that's never lost it here, and and you, and this time you lost it, mm-hmm. you know that again, that's not our fault, that's your fault, and then and then possibly wanting a pass. Maybe you need to reflect on yourself and go, well, oh, I've become complacent. Look, mm-hmm. that, that, that's on me. I mean, a lot of times we get that from so many people is, no, that was on me. I, right. I screwed it up. I yeah. should have heard that. I own it. I should have had a buddy check it. Right. I should have done something. But, you know, we hear so many, oh, it, you know, it was always like that. Or it was just a little early. Oh, the officer had a hard time hearing it. Well, <laughs> does any of that matter? You know, right. does it? It's still. Did not, you do it the right way? Yes, and and hopefully the 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 bonus is if you did lose it this time, maybe it's it maybe it's a learning opportunity. Right. But we are making you learn by you losing money. Yes. And we lose money every All day. The time. All the time. All the time. So why are we here? Trying to teach. Yep. Trying to save ourselves some money. You know, I, I mean, it is not. You know, and of course, it's all about the drivers. And and Mikey has special meetings every Mondays or Tuesdays with the mechanics. There's a group of guys that really, you know, can cost a lot of money. But let's say the wash bay, they're not out in the public. They're not, Do they do a great job? Are they needed? Are they important people? Yes, but their things they do aren't, aren't quite as risk. So we're not bringing them up. Right. You know, they're not, they're not hitting the scale. The mechanic, you can leave a tire loose. You can mess up an overhead. You can, I mean, there, there, there's so much there. But like the office, catastrophic failures. Ca- catastrophic. You know, do we talk about? You know, let's say, let's pick on Joanne or Ann. You know, if Joanne mostly does payroll, well, she she either overpaid you or underpaid you. Can we fix that pretty easily? And did that cost money? 
Right. And did you come to us when you're overpaid the same way you came to us when you were underpaid? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, I'm missing, I'm missing $5 out of my check. They gave me an extra 500 I hope they don't notice. <laughs> Man, did you push the card in, Jim? <laughs> right. I mean, it just, or the chair in or put it away. Or, yeah, there's, I don't know. I want to change the, <laughs> I want to change the tone of it, but it, I, for the new people listening, this is what we face, you know. And for the people that have been here a long time, watch out for the complacency, you know. Dave loved to tell that story, and we've lots of time about the the helicopter guy. He jumps out and saves people's mm. lives every day, and mm. look what he's done for people's lives. And that one time, he just skips a step and doesn't hook his carabiner. And falls out of the jumped out for the last time, didn't he? Jumped out for the last time, and you can't, you can't fix that. <laughs> it's, right, it's gone. So no doubt. All right, next on the list, part of the transition from going Albert Fry and Sons to Martin Marietta will require all trucks to obtain a new tear weight before their first load at each location. After this, trucks will revert to their normal cycle. For getting tear weights. What that means is if you haven't been to Wallstrom Quarry. The Wallstrom Quarry, the Mar Mario to Wallstrom Quarry a since AKA it, Fry Pit Six. AKA right? Fry Pit Six. So if you haven't been there from the day before that, like if you haven't been there for the transition and you have, you are just going there now, you gotta get a tear weight. If you haven't been to, I don't know, is that one plant over they, they, the hatchery? They, they, the hatchery, yes. Right. Yeah, so if you haven't that. been to the hatchery and you show up there this week, you'll have to get a tear weight, but you'll also have to get a tear weight on your normal schedule. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. and They, they, they did a bad job explaining that. I'm confused. <laughs> I did a good job reading it. That made a lot of sense, and I should have just shut up. They, they, they sent out a letter, Jam, is what right. you're getting at. That's where we got this piece that when they took it over and as of that date – you know, they're expecting everybody to get a right. new tear weight because they're a new company. And a new computer system. And a new computer right. system. And they would like that stored in there. But they were reassuring us that they're not going to ask for a tear daily. It will return to how Albert Fry was doing it. They just need to get it in the books. Uh. In, in their books. So, once. In, so never. <laughs> <laughs> well, even Al asked once a year at least, right. you know. But again, he, he explained the way system up there and all right. that stuff. And and his uh, tear weight is like taxes once a year. <laughs> once a year, right? Right. You could lose, you could win. <laughs> but the, you know, I, I want to mention too when I seen that for Martin Marietta, and Martin Marietta owns Spec Ag and other different pits, and we haul out of that. But that's a brand new owner of a quarry that we've hauled out of for years. So they have some things they need to learn. We need to learn about how they're going to run it. But the thing is, to me that I would mention to everybody is that's a new customer that we have to show the JFW away. Right. When they bring their employees in, you know, you might be the best friends with Bashu, but what if there's a new scale person? Right. How how are we going to act? Are we going to go, "Oh, Albert Fry did it this way. F you." Somebody will. Yes, somebody will. Not us. That Gu not us. Guarantee a lot of people have already probably. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. And you know, we have to learn, but we have to we have to show them how good we are so we can learn how good they are. You know, Spec Ag is, it's always been a nice pit. I mean, we've hauled mm -hmm. out of there for years. Good loader operators, respectful loader very operators. Very professional, yes. Very professional. They ran two scales. 
You know, we were hauling out of there tonight years ago, had two scale people. You you know, they, they move, they get it. They get it. But give them a chance to get their legs underneath them and run the quarry. Right. And sure, they're going to have changes because they're, they're a business. Everybody does things different, yep. you know? Absolutely. So pay, pay attention to that. And, and obviously, just from that letter we got, they're going to work with us. Yep. They don't expect to tear every day. Right. Uh, one thing I noticed the other day, I had a driver, well, I didn't notice, the driver noticed, had a driver call me the other day. He said, hey, every time I put the truck in drive, the horn's going off. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, that's kind of weird. And, you know, I was aware that if the door's open, that the horn will go off. But his door was shut, and it was on one of the new uh, Western Stars. His door was shut, but I was like, Chris was right there. Chris Singler I was like, hey, Chris, you know anything about these horns going off when they put the truck and drive? He's like, yeah, he needs to roll the windows down and slam that door. He's like, mm. it's just, it just needs that not little fully bit. Latched. Not yeah, fully latched. Yeah, so don't slam the door. Just crack your window and the door will shut easily. There you go. Because the truck is so tight. Mm. You know what I mean? It when When your windows are up, the door won't close completely. That makes sense. Don't slam the door. Just roll your window down. Close it normally. Thank you, Super Dave. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen those memes where? Uh, yeah. So, nope, like way back in one. time, I dated this girl, <laughs> and she got in my pickup and like just oh, like yeah. slammed the door, like, and then she went somewhere else and did something else, and like I'm like, oh my god. Right. In this yeah. meme, the guy can't figure out how to like help. His girl like keep from doing that and like she parks his car she drove his car one time just ruined the wheels on the passenger side because oh. she pulled up and <laughs> like just rammed his wheels down the right curb down the you curb. know and ruined the yeah, wheels like wall. eight inches up and the tires <laughs> and all sorts of stuff so he takes this analogy he takes like her i don't even know a brand of shoes right these really expensive women's shoes and he takes him out and shows her and like rubs them against the concrete and screws them up and oh. she's like oh my gosh you know like we can't do that so then the next time she parks the car she gets out and she's like a foot from the curb and then she closes the door real softly and it was oh. just, it's a cute meme nice. when you watch that right yeah you watch those other memes dave where like your girl or whatever gets in the car but she drags her feet across the the door sill yes and yes. then the next little clip is you're out there with her head going <laughs> right, rubbing the marks off exactly. the door seal or you know exactly. grabs it shuts yeah. it with your hand and yeah you know the the other good ones are getting on the motorcycle and she drags her foot across your seat on the motorcycle and the next scene is the guy's got her head down there too like scrubbing it <laughs> off with her forehead like you know yeah those are those are funny they are funny memes yeah we digressed there a little bit i love it <laughs> we never do that right <clears throat> Jim I know you got a couple more things for the discussion yeah I just wanted to throw out there when I when I did my my diet jokes and I mentioned Omada O-M-A-D-A is what I uh, an email I got from Cigna and it looked like uh, I'm gonna call it a diet program you guys I did sign up um, it says it's a $700 value when I signed up they uh, I actually get a free scale uh, sent to my house, uh, obviously for free. I said that, but it looks like it's going to get? have. I did. I got a free scale. Going to tell me how much I'm really overweight. And a uh, free scale for you. And a free scale for you. It sounded like everybody could get a free scale, Dave. Um, and a free scale for you too. But the the thing about it is that when I signed up, they asked some details. How much weight would I like to you 
lose, you know, what's been my problems in the past. And I think it looks like they're going to put you with a group of people and I'll get an email this Sunday and it's a conversation about what your habits are. You know, do I, do I go home and I snack every night, you know, or are you fighting something, you know, pops possibly with your, your partner and your stress eating or, you know, what kind of foods are you eating? It, it didn't show that it's like, oh, if you eat only, you know, my carnivore diet, you'll lose a bunch of weight. It's a discussion to try to hold you on track and it's free. So anybody, I just want to make everybody aware of it, that it's, it's called Omada. It's sent out by Cigna and you know, you guys, if you're, if you're interested, I know uh, Chris Beam, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you up because I know you were walking a lot and busting your ass. You've lost a lot of weight and you were doing that through Kaiser. I think this is the same thing. So maybe get the email and, and sign up for it. So anybody yeah. that's concerned about the health and I'm not, I'm not calling anybody fat. I, I'm fat. I just, it's, it's better if you're lighter at my age, if I could get 20, 25 pounds off, it's going to be better on my joints. It's another program activity. to help you be better, right? Yeah. Jim? And yeah, it's and that's free. All, it's free. I mean, we talk about free money all the time. Yeah. This is free money. This is a $700 value. That's what they If we said, walked yeah, up yeah. and handed you $700, would you not take it? Right? Yeah. The free scale. And I was snickering earlier, Jim, because I just have this vision. You know, years ago, I don't, I don't know that it's still on TV, but you remember that show, The Biggest Loser? Yeah. And they had a couple twins on there. And the two brothers. Yeah. yeah. And well, I remember they, they you know, you, you talk about, you write down your diet and what you're eating and stuff. And I was dumbfounded, you guys, Those because they, they, I, I remember it. They dude. would sit yeah. down and I'm joking, like their biggest thing was to watch the Magnum PI reruns or something like that, you know. And they would sit down with a two liter bottle of Pepsi and like a two pound block of cheese. But they, but they started out, remember, they said, well, and, and I have some cheese. Yeah. Remember, Dave? And I thought to myself, okay, you're just eating cheese. I, I, For me, that's a little bit odd. Like yeah. chips or a, a snack. This was a two-pound block of cheese. It was a block of cheese. And a two-liter bottle of Pepsi. They would just take a hunk of cheese off and eat it. And I was like, wow. All right. That's, yeah. that's probably not the healthiest diet. No. We used to have a driver here, and he would say that when they would order pizza, he'd have one whole one, and his girlfriend would have one whole one. <laughs> No. <laughs> Could yeah. you imagine that? That's yeah, that's a lot of pizza. After taking care of yourself, physically, mentally, you know, all that kind, safely, yeah, all that stuff, it's important. So yeah, anyway, guys, if you got that email, look it up. If you don't, maybe I can have ask Joanne if if Sydney can resend it out or anything about it. But do you know, Jim? Is that only if you've registered at Cigna? Is my guess. I'm pretty sure because so even though we've provided you with Cigna, even though you have a Cigna account. Even though you have Cigna insurance, if you haven't registered, you're probably not going to get that. Actually, I can say yes because when you sign up, they ask you for your Cigna ID. So you're not, and if you didn't register, you haven't gotten your card, right? Yes. I mean, if you've done the app, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to yeah. get at. If you haven't downloaded the app, you're not going to get the Omada. No. Yeah. Nope. Not going to get the Omada email. So, nope. so yeah. They, and- Cigna can't send you something if they don't have your email. Yeah. And, and important, and I haven't. I've just signed up, you guys. I haven't done it yet, so it might be. I doubt it's a joke, but it may not be what somebody's looking for. But it's interesting for me. I just maybe it'll make me accountable. I'm always looking. Yeah, is something, for something better than nothing? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm logging into that. Half-hearted is, is better than no-hearted. Right. For it, sure. It was an email because it was because I thought it was weird because it starts out with like Omada. And then, and then I think it. I don't even. And think it wasn't it says, one email. No, I got a. It couple. was like five. Yeah, it was definitely. It was definitely quite a more. few. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. 
Right. Dave's rolling his eyes because he looks great and he eats Wherever two two-pound blocks of cheese every <laughs> night and two two-liter bottles of Pepsi. Yeah, Jackie's <laughs> one for each hand, baby. <laughs> Jackie's quick cooking for him just gives him a block of cheese. <laughs> I don't even know what Pepsi tastes like. You got a little cheese in your mustache, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Wait a minute, that's a Cheerio. <laughs> that's right. That would be a Cheerio. Heart healthy, baby. Heart healthy. Yeah, I don't know what's worse, Dave. I I don't real I don't drink pop either. I mean, but I'll, I'll I'll do an energy drink or something like that. So I just it's just as bad. I guess I can't really say I I don't drink pop when I have an energy drink. I think all I'm skipping is the the sugar, mm-hmm. you know, and lots of lots of caffeine usually. It's 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 tough. Yeah, it is a take care of your body and soul. Oof. It's a it's a lot of work. And you want both? Oh, I want both. (laughs) Got to have both. And then, yeah, as you get older, it just kind of catches up. (laughs) I can ignore a lot of signs, and I can't ignore them anymore. (laughs) Don't don't ignore the railroad sign. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Or the 45-mile-per-hour sign. Yeah. It's like I could, you know, stay up and... Work late and do a lot of things, and three, four hours worth of sleep, get back up and go do it again, and that's long gone. <laughs> I'm living that. <laughs> I'm living that five hours right now. It's yeah, painful. with you being in school and stuff, it's that's tough. Yeah, five hours is good if I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ricardo Cordova had a question from the audience. This question is for Brother Dave, the politician. Oops. Where could one find good resources to educate oneself on political matters related to Colorado? Psh, just go see Brother Dave. <laughs> I, I read that and I was I was curious on Dave's answer because we we've I've searched for so many different sources and I just always tell him I'm like, well, I hope that's truthful. I'm hope that's truthful, right? right? Because it's it's what it's believe? a version of the truth usually, but they're trying to sway you to their side so you don't get the whole thing we we actually listened to uh you spit out her name dave the she was a bartender and has become a, a congresswoman oh yeah aoc uh, yeah aoc is what they because her name's so difficult but we listened to her whole spiel and it was like well she's got some good points it it that's real but that doesn't fix the problem right. yeah and and so yeah, I know that. I mean, they were just roasting her the other day, Jim, on social media. She's standing in her kitchen. She's wearing a, a shirt that says "Tax the Rich," and she's cutting a lemon, and and it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, tax the rich. Huh. Don't they pay taxes? I thought so. I mean, they probably pay more taxes than the poor. Yeah, right. Because you probably made more money that's when you're rich and i know the tax scale keeps going up when you make more money right don't yeah. they does no, i mean nothing's nothing's has free. she not heard of what's going on in california yeah not no, no rumors they've, right they, i mean they've, this ta- is, they've taxed them so much right dave the rich are leaving california wow. and it's crazy the top one percent of the richest people in california that are leaving pay 45 percent of that state's taxes wow and they're bailing. They're like, we can't afford the tax anymore. They're going bailing. To Texas. 750,000 have left wow. California. So, so Rico, just 
Hold on. You just got to get online and search everything, man. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And you can't just go to a meme or something on social media. You know, a lot of the state stuff I get from uh, the state treasurer's office because it's a fact, right? Those are Colorado published issues. You can just look up the the treasurer, Colorado state treasurer, and uh, go through that stuff. I, I think that's Jenna Griswold, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, the Colorado treasurer. So, uh, or I'm sorry, state office. And I mean, the rest of the stuff, look a couple places, just search things. You know, you just, I don't suggest you to pull it off of Facebook or something like that. Be sure it's a reputable site. Not to say that Facebook isn't reputable, but. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah. I used to get all my facts from the Colbert Report back in the day when. Stephen Colbert? Yeah, before he was a lefty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are some nonpartisan outlets that tote the. Or tout, excuse me, the fact that they don't slant their reporting one way or the other. You know, like they say, the Denver Post is a Democratic newspaper, mm. and if you read their articles, it's true. Absolutely, they they really tout that one side of the agenda, right? Yeah, they're um, and and God, there's some, and I'll think of it too, Ricardo. Uh, but I just can't think of it right now. There is one outlet that really touts that they are truthful news. And it's uh, Denver Gazette is one. They're just factual. Yeah, I don't know if that that might be it, Dave. Is it the Colorado Sun or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's it as well. Is that the, the Denver same Gazette one? and okay. the Colorado Sun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. It sounds funny. I feel they're Republican, but it, it's just the, tr- the here's the facts, mm-hmm. right? They don't skew it either way. They just say the facts. So, kind of something on that. And you know, here's a point in case Rico. I don't know that this is true. If you've ever watched Gutfield or Gutfeld, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but Greg Gutfeld is on. Is this is that a nightly show? Is he on nightly or daily or whatever? Uh, I don't know. Mikey likes to tell yeah, him what happened. Yeah, I've, I've never watched it. He claims that only four percent of the media is Republican. The other ninety six percent is is left. Wow. Hmm. And I, I feel like I want to believe that. Just when you look at every article or anything that's put out, it's very from that side. Mm. So I, I, I do believe the there is a liberal lean towards that direction. And this is also a good time too, Ricardo, to bring up something, you know, they say to fess up your mess up. Well, the podcast is only once a week, so I have to fess up last week's mess up. Yeah. I did some math on there for the, when I was talking about the 500 billion Dollars that the government spends. Yeah, Google called you out on that. Didn't <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Chris Beam, for checking my math, and I'll, I'll own it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't. This is my mistake. The numbers that I had were correct, but my mistake in the math, and I didn't move the decimal place a couple places, the decimal point a couple places. So when I was talking about that 500 billion divided by 334 million people, I said that was a check for each of us for 14.9 million. Well, I'm way wrong. It's fourteen hundred and nine dollars, not fourteen point nine. I'll take it. Still, still take it. Yeah, it's still fourteen hundred bucks. You know, and thank you, Chris. You said you understood my point, but my point was was extremely wrong as far as the numbers. So the that was an, a math error on on Brother Dave's part right here. So yeah, fess up your mess up. Here I am. So this isn't for Colorado news, but I do follow a couple of news outlets that are nonpartisan. One is uh, Christian. It's called The Pour Over. Uh, another one is called The 1440 Daily Digest. Those are two good news sources, but they're not specific to Colorado. 
So. Mm. Anybody wants those links, let me know. I'll send them to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know the, the one YouTube channel, Dave, that is an independent. What's the gentleman called that we just oh. watched that on X, on the XL Energy? Independent. <laughs> yeah. It's something It's John Caldera. Yeah. Who's awesome, but I mean, I. I, I he's, so, sorry. Go. He's actually a libertarian. Yeah. He's, he's not left or right. So he is just about the facts. It just so happens libertarians share a lot of of a Republicans' view. Yeah, absolutely. They they share a lot of beliefs that Republicans which teach. is less government. Absolutely. So I looked up John Caldera. It's called the Independent Institute. Independent yes. Institute. Yes. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That no was, problem. And and you I guess I've just enjoyed those shows because it seems factual. Yes. But it doesn't. But it's still it's still to the right. I guess no matter what you want to say, but I I think the yeah I, I don't know that's my personal opinion about it. I mean, Jim, it's it we are. I have a whole presentation that I'm doing next Tuesday at at the Colorado Asphalt Pavement Association that's based on trucking's issues and why why inflation is so high and why the cost of the trucks are so high and how it relates down to every single person here in the United States, not just Colorado, but Colorado is one of the worst with our inflation because of our leadership. And, and man, I hate to say it, but these are the facts. The greenhouse gas emissions and the climate issues, which are so easy to jump on those bandwagons because let's face it, who doesn't want clean air or clean water? But guess what? We have it. We freaking have it. We've made these changes. We've adapted. Now we have to wait and see what happens. They're, they're starting to choke the economy of the United States of America so, so tightly, we're not going to be able to continue much longer. What it's costing Americans is ridiculous. So very, very, very frustrating. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got to save some closing arguments because I just want to jump right in there and we have some things to go over yet. So I'll wait a minute. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Safety topic of the week. Jim, you had a bunch of Samsara stats. I did. I did, Jim. Um, so congratulations to all the drivers out there, all the JFW drivers. This is the yearly report from Samsara for your 2023 year in review. Bought to you by JFW Podcast. Wow. <laughs> you are really gunning for this seat. I'm next, trying really next hard. Next week, buddy. How am I doing? Great. I love it. <laughs> uh, so it might be a little different than, than my mileage because um, we do report some other vehicles and stuff. But all you guys out there, for 2023, we did 8,191,376 miles. And they reported, and I think I was pretty close, that's 328 times around the globe. You guys all went, so that's a. I know I, we talked about it at our at our get together at, at Christmas. Um, so for hours, though, Samsara says that we spent last year 217,207 hours on the road. Wow! So that that was a that was a cool one. The longest trip recorded by one trip recorded, which is. I loved it because it was legal. Because the best you can do is usually 600 miles. That's our rule of thumb, right? Uh, was 549. Nice. So at, for the Sweet. whole year, 
That's what Samsara, Samsara picked up. Um, the average distance traveled per asset. So some of you guys were over it, some of you after, but we averaged 67,000 miles. Wow. One truck. That's the average wow. for the fleet. That, that's another, I don't know, that's a cool stat there. Um, and then total trips. Trips would be every time you left one of the yards. So the trucks, last year we did 257,487 257, trips last year is what Samsara reports leaving, I assume leaving the yard as a start of a start of a trip. Mm. So. so that wouldn't be a load. No, not a, not a load, the trip. From a I day. Mean, yeah, I mean, it probably picks up a trip that we left here, took the truck to Kenworth, right. and, and it came back to be <laughs> right, repaired. Uh, but that's just, yeah. you know. Yeah, how, how we did it. So, um, but I do want to get into the the important stuff here, which means a lot to you guys and and uh, the drivers are are what have done this. So our overall fleet safety score for twenty twenty three was nine a ninety five. Congratulations, wow. you guys! Great, it's awesome. Job. Great job. Yeah, absolutely, it is awesome. And there was out of that shoot for ninety six next year. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and so there there was though with that ninety five percent, we still ended up with fifteen thousand five hundred eighty one safety events detected. Wow. And I don't know. And safety event is that stop signs could be a harsh break, harsh could be speeding, following too close, getting ten over. Right, Dave. I believe so, yeah, because yeah. it won't record zero to five. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but we got a 95 and still had 15,000 events. So right. it, it's not like it's, oh, we had one, you know, and it, it dinged us for it. So right. good stuff. Some of those could have been automatically dismissed. Some of those could yeah. have been dismissed by the safety director. Some of them are legit. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Great stats, though. Oh, yeah. There was, that's amazing. important. Congratulations to all of you. This is fantastic. So this is, um, would like to, to read this out. I don't know if we can, can you add a drum roll in in your, in your music there? I would love to. <laughs> right no, the, I don't need to. Write the, <laughs> <laughs> write the time down. But the safest, the safest driver in 2023 was Dwayne Potter. Congratulations, yeah, Potter. Way congratulations. to go. And uh, I did mention this to JR, and JR said, that that's probably even more difficult for Potter because he had a snowplow truck and and was using it and he was driving driving two vehicles is what I'm saying. Huh. So he was not only in our in his truck, but then on his personal time was driving the snowplow. And that's that's probably difficult to do. So congratulations, Potter. Awesome job. Um second place and they're not I, I'm reading these, they do they they have put Potter as He's, he got the trophy, but the next three guys were the next three safest people, and that would be John Moore, Jesse Rodabaugh, and Mike Bortz. So congratulations, you guys. You, you four guys, fantastic. That's And I don't know why they just did four guys. Were those know. all hundreds? Uh, you know, it doesn't say, Dave. Just safe is a flat huh. stat. Safest, huh. safest driver. Very cool. Yep. I have to look. <clears throat> I'm not trying to pick on Jesse Radabaugh, but I don't. Has he been here a year? I don't think. Oh, he I was. thought he just celebrated a year. Maybe he did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, because he was here last winter. I remember. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, check. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Make it through. But 
but still he's he's month if it wasn't you know 30 days he's still doing a good job good 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 job yeah absolutely absolutely good job jesse and then uh uh, it it says here with great safety comes great videos they record samsara recorded 18,499 videos were uploaded from samsara with over 31,000 minutes of footage is what we've we've looked at combed through recorded however that's crazy good good stuff absolutely yeah one year in april oh so just shy oh just shy okay well still congratulations must be sam sara must have picked him up somehow still doing good and i know he does take safety seriously yeah he's 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 good yep absolutely so then another thing it spit out because we didn't i didn't even know this report existed so your fleet's average fuel efficiency this year is 6.3 miles per gallon so that's that's fleet-wide. That's like that 67,000 miles that the fleet traveled. Um, and like you just said a minute ago, Dave, wouldn't that be nice to be 6'5", 6'6"? I'm sure there's some room for improvement there. But congratulations, you guys. We, I mean, for years, we couldn't get out of, what, 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, maybe, Dave? Right. I mean, it was, it, was, it was terrible. So congratulations, you guys. Uh, but it does list most fuel-efficient drivers. And I thought, oh, who's that going to be? And uh, another drum roll. Yep, another drum roll, Jim. Write the <laughs> write the time down. We'll have to throw it in there. But uh, uh, he's just a he's a guy that silent warrior. You know, cool on his stool. I've I've seen him come in the morning when he comes in the driveway in his personal vehicle and leaves in the big truck. But and he and he's quiet. And uh, but when I've talked to him, he's got important things to say. So I I got to give him a pat on the back. Jack Domenico. Mm. top fuel guy in the fleet nice. top dog top dog on the fuel so good wow. job good job um second and I, I i think this is just important to mention is Dwayne potter shows mm. him and and i don't know again it's not it's it's a list it's given us uh three guys on this list so Dwayne potter and then the the third guy they mention here is uh todd Dahl. So nice. congratulations, Todd. Sweet. Again, cool. Potter and Jack. Good, good job, guys. Good nice stuff. Job. Good stuff. Absolutely. Awesome. Being part of the team. All right. Um, oh, never mind. <laughs> and I just let me look right quick, Jim. Yeah, take your time. Um, your ad. Oh, I just one more stat. Let me get. Let me give this one here. Um, the admins, which is the safety guys, right? Jr. Mm-hmm. Ken Casey. Um, Scooby, even you, Jam, all of us could do it. Super Dave can do it and stuff. But so they, they, how it states it here is uh, the safety people have been busy coaching. We had four thousand five hundred eighty-seven um, events reviewed, and we coached almost two thousand events. Oh, and wow. so that you guys made a personal effort to send the video or however it was, and, and we we coached over two thousand and I. I, I think w- what I like about that stat is how many more, how many other companies are trying to coach and make their whole team better by that kind of review. I mean, we we, we had a we had two thousand conversations or a video with with our team members. Man, it, it makes me wonder. Like, what if we never got cameras? I mean, obviously, right, Jam. It's been a huge benefit as far as, you know, capturing accidents and exonerating us and and stuff like that. And, you know, coaching people after the fact, right? Being that reactive that you talk about, Brother Dave. But what if we didn't have 
samsara, what kind of damages, what kind of accidents, you know, how much is that coaching actually working? And I believe it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, immensely. I hope that our people get it because just like we've talked about this whole podcast, you know, we had three incidences last week or four that we've talked about here. That is not to ridicule and point fingers at those guys. It's to take the other hundred drivers mm-hmm. and go, wow, this happened. Think about it. Right. Could you know what I mean? Learn learn from someone else's mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, and we talk about that all the time as well. The more you talk about those things, the more you think about it, right? You know, the the Larry, the one safety guy from Great West, he is their senior safety and risk analyst. This guy's been around the block a time or 12. Right. I mean, he's a seasoned safety veteran. I mean, this guy's he's educated, he's cultured, he's experienced. He has so many things to offer us. And one of the comments he said when, <laughs> when, when we're talking about trying to help someone, right? We're just trying to make them better. Have the conversation, have the conversation, have the conversation. Educate them, educate them. Coach them, coach them, coach them, right? He goes, you know, but sometimes you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But if you hold its head under long enough, it eventually takes some in. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's exact, I loved right? that. Qu- I loved it so much. I remembered it. Yeah. I mean, I've used it like five times now already. And I'm like, oh my, I, I heard that quote and I'm like, oh my, I want to kiss you right now. Huh. Yeah, with the accent and everything. It was. Yeah, he has, has a little southern accent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was good. Because that's what this podcast and, is. And, not to, and kind of a deep voice. It was yeah. like, you can lead just, a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, since you guys brought that, well, not that part, but <laughs> I, I do have one more piece because the last page of this, and I didn't flip it because it was mo- it was more to, to us as JFW, but you guys just mentioned it, and, and Jamie, you asked the question, where would we, we be without Samsara, right? So they send you a questionnaire. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where you would be, in the gutter. And and they're they're not saying, they're asking us to fill it in, but it says, share your 2023 savings with us. How much money did you save with us in 2023? Think about savings through increased fuel efficiency, accident prevention, and reduced insurance costs, and select one. Hmm. And it's 0 to 10K, 10K to 50, 50 to 100, 100 to 500, you know, that's the ones you can just check that we could turn in. But you got, and, and we haven't tracked this. I'm not quite sure how you track it because it's accident prevention. Well, how did it cost you if you prevented it? But, but, but maybe we took our two years or three go, years ago, we took how many accidents we had and right. goes, okay, we knocked it down by five. That's, that, that makes sense. I'm thinking, though, like, did it save us from killing somebody? Yeah. You know, what, did it save us it, from. You know that the big one. That cost isn't on here, right, Dan? Right. You can't. You can't. can't. You can't calculate yeah. that. But in yeah. addition to Samsara, we've added the blind spotter on every truck. Mm. We've added the mirrors on the hoods on every truck. We've added the accident mitigation on all the trucks. Mm-hmm. We've we've just continued to add. You know, even through all of that experience, we had to add the safety has no blind spot and roll that that project out. Yep. You know, and I mean, Where, he, here we are. We're leading the horses to the water, yep. but it's up to you to drink it. You got to drink the Kool Aid. Yep. You have to be engaged. You have to be aware. You have to, you have to be aware of your surroundings. It's yep. that situational awareness in every single situation you're in all day long. 
I don't know where it's going to go, but we've been talking about, well, what's the next step? How do we become even safer? And we started talking about some online training management. Right. You know, where, right. you know, there's videos where we could send out a video a month and people have to watch it, take a short test. And they're not long videos and they're not hard tests, but it's just something to get people thinking a little bit more. It's Hope. just something to bring them that water a little bit more, yeah. offer them another sip, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. wet the road, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so true. All of this. That's what I was just, and you said it, Jam, was just hopefully maybe that video would make them drink a little more water, force some water in that we're, that we're not even aware somebody took in. Right. And that's the, that's the goal. Because you, you stood outside and you, you told both me and Dave, you know, to be aware as I'm looking into these programms are, what, ten to $12,000 a, a Annually. year. Yeah. You, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, first thing, my knee-jerk reaction is, <laughs> Jesus, another $10,000, another $10,000, you know. Right. But what would that prevent? Yeah. Would it really save a life? And, and how can you put a dollar on that? Because that's cheap. It's cheap. That's it's absolute. Cheap. Could be one accident. We have a $25,000 deductible. That could be one accident. Absolutely, yeah. Jam. Yeah. It could be two accidents, two a- and a half. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So. No, you are you are spot on. Yeah. But, yeah, I told you that the other day. Just I wanted to kind of get a reaction just to see if I should continue to pursue <laughs> like <laughs> pursue researching it or like, you know, forget that. You know what I mean? And there was no, there was none of that. It was just like, wow, that's expensive. But you know. yeah, cause but we, is it, is it, did you find something? You know what I mean? Is right. there, are we going to save that? You know what I mean? And I know we, we can't look into a crystal ball and go, oh, absolutely. Right. Hands down. We'll save that. But that's one accident. If we right. say, we talk about that all the time. If we get one driver to drive better, and that's the purpose of everyone listening to this podcast, not just us. Right. If you work for someone else, God bless you for listening to the podcast and actually trying to do better. Yep. Thank you for trying to put that card away. And I know that's just an analogy, but those are the steps you need to go through. No one's going to make you better except you. Yep. Right? We can we can hold your head underwater as long as we want. Eventually, a little a yep. little will go in. Hey, if you're out there and you use one of these systems, either uh, Infinity or 10th Street or the two that we're considering, if you used it, will you contact me and give me some feedback, please? A good point, Jim. Yeah. All right. You guys ready for uh, tips and tricks from Ray Davis? Absolutely. Tips and tricks for the fleet. If you're slip seating a truck, how do you know that you have a trailer that you need to load from the back first the answer i come up with is you wouldn't unless you paid attention to what trailer is doing what when you get loaded the easiest way is we need to have the loaders put that first bucket in the rear of the trailer on all trailers if you're at wallstrom you can unplug your seven way before you get loaded and plug it back in once loaded or just load from the back if you're comfortable doing so under the bins the last two weeks on mondays I've watched who got into 0011 because Ronnie B is covering nights Sunday and Monday, so slip seaters have been driving 0011 on Mondays. So I've asked the drivers at the end of the day, did you know that trailer needs to be loaded from the rear first? And they had no idea. One had some issues and one said they had no issues and didn't know that you needed to load that trailer from the rear first. The best thing I have come up with is going to the dollar store and getting a colored DOT sticker, or dot sticker, excuse me, and putting it on the handle of the trailer raise valve for them to see it and know this is one of them trailers because of slip seating, 
you should see how the trailer goes up and how to engage that PTO before leaving the yard. If you have one of these trailers and it's not working properly, properly, you need to write it up. It's kind of sad that we have gotten too comfortable not doing our job, that we need to put stickers to know or signs to say there is a wall. Yes, because we are failing and not doing our job. We are better than this. We are JFW. We are the best. Let's be better. If you have one of these trailers and have not gotten with me or Kendrick, please let us know so we can get a list. And me and him and the safety team are working on a whole checklist on problems and how to solve them. Trainer tips. If you see something that's not right, we need to say something and correct it or bring it up to make us better. We are the eyes out here on the road, pits and plants. Let's tighten the ship up and continue to be the best. Hope all is well with the JFW family, friends, and listeners. Remember, safety has no blind spot. Look and lean. Sit up in your stool. Don't be a fool. Much love and respect always. Double O thirteen, Ray Ray. Thanks, oh, Ray Ray. Good job, Ray. And and I have to say, Jam, I know he's discussed it. He's discussed it with Mikey and me. <coughs> you know, brother Dave. He's working with Ken and Casey and stuff like that. And he he mentioned the green dots and the conversation I had with him. And I think when he's talking about that that we're failing and stuff is that recognizes those trailers that there is a specific problem with them that right. they sometimes work they sometimes don't work but my whole issue when i spoke to ray about it was that problem can happen with any trailer huh. and maybe you didn't pull your tailgate valve you know and shut the tailgate and all that but you know we've had the the leveling valve arm break off we've had all sorts of different things happen as a driver, you need to recognize that that trailer's aired up, aired down, bags up, bags up, down. It, it doesn't matter. You have to know your equipment. And I think that's where his little bit of frustration is, is, you know, you should have recognized that that didn't air up and make a phone call or, you know, if there's a situation how you can unplug your seven-way or, you know, uh, he, he mentioned that a couple of guys were uh, brake checking it. and That's just not a good look. You know, it's not good on the truck, but that yeah, not good you, for the equipment at right? all, right? But it does jam the valve and sometimes fixes it. But I just, I just explained to him. I said, I we we have to educate, educate, so that you recognize, you know, that the trailer's not aired up or it's aired down. I mean, we had one driver th this summer that came in, and the shop told him to come in, and his his air ride valve uh, had uh, the arm had broke off the axle where the arm comes down and, and fastened to the axle on the trailer and. He came in and, I mean, it was okay, but it's not right. And luckily, it was empty. But the trailer was aired all the way up. Just did that. That that's where he left the valve and the whole bit. And I'm like, you know, when you recognize this, and I know the shop came in, but all he had to do temporarily was just put a bungee around the arm and the axle, and it put the the arm right back in its place. It would have leveled. He didn't need it to last like all day. He didn't need to do loads with it. But the, the the fixing the problem or or you know working with what you have that's 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 a step we skip sometimes so much and and that's important so you know and and we told Ray everybody's working on it uh, Mikey's been working on it but as you see we have we have so many endeavors going on in the shop we're trying to work on the super tandems because we're trying to you know break into that business in by by being money efficient i guess i don't know what's the what's a good way to being smart about it absolutely um, yeah. by building our own 
yeah by building our own or a, a lot of the components you know but again we you know and here you're gonna think i'm dogging on the drivers that had the accidents in between everything else we had to spend i don't know how many hours repairing the hood on 52 that yep. that 91 hit Trailer tire and wheel on the other truck. Yeah, and that that's all time. DPF box step and fuel tank on the other truck that hit the scale. Absolutely. When should we be working on trailer valves? Could be. be. Nice. We should be working on things that aren't preventable incidents. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it's a it's a vicious I, circle. I do want to throw something out there. Uh, this is only about ten trailers, is what Ray has come up with. So I I discourage the rest of the fleet from loading from the tailgate forward. And here's the, here's the reason why. Those liners bolt in those trailers. They bolt in the nose. And the reason they only bolt in the nose is because they need to expand and shrink inside that trailer. I don't know if everyone's noticed or not, or not, but like this time of year, that liner is probably a couple inches away from that gate. Come July or August when it's 95 degrees out or 100 degrees out, that liner is possibly against your tailgate and pushing on it there's a possibility and 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 this we need to know this as well if there is a bubble or hump that's created in the trailer because the there's not enough room for that liner to expand and it's pushing that hard against the gate that it's created a bubble and now you load in the back and you hold that liner down from leaving any room to expand and then you load on the front when you dump you've created a wrinkle and the material is going to slide over that wrinkle, and the liner's ruined. You will ne we will never get the wrinkle out of that. That wrinkle will be in that liner, and it'll just wear out in six months because it's layered over itself. So a lot of things go into that. So I, I caution anyone to just start loading from the back front, you know, loading from the back forward. I just let's find out those ten trailers and move forward from there. The other the other ninety probably are just fine. So I, I just I want to caution everyone. You know we need to talk about that, right? Here's the education part. We need to have situational awareness, know our equipment, know where we're at with it, and understand it. What's kind of cool is uh, Ray. He doesn't even have one of those trailers. He's right. just taking his upon himself. Yeah. Well, he had a trainer us. that was or a trainee that was right. in one, Jim. Right. And so that's he how he yeah how he ran across it. So. And you know the cool thing was that the trainee was so sharp. He immediately knew that the bags weren't teared up on the trailer because they started down the road, and he's like, whoa. This is riding like crap. Why? Huh. And was able to put two and two together and go, my airbags aren't aired up. So, is that his most recent training deal? Is it? I think it was the one. He's got a new one. I think it was the one prior. Got it. I can't I remember, can't remember his, okay. his name. Hey, and then uh, I had this note. We, we've all been discussing it, and JR did send me a text earlier right at the top. Um, a quick note so it fits in with the safety topic. But we were talking about cleaning out up at uh, CMEX. And uh, I get, you know, the rule has been that we can't clean out at CMEX. I think we've spoken to the loader operator, and he says that it's okay to clean out at CMEX. And uh, Chris Beam has talked to the loader operator. And guys, if we can clean out there, that's where we'd like to clean out. We'd like to leave the customer all their material, but we have to be safe. We have to, you know, use our ladders. We can't be jumping off the ladders. You know and and throwing the shovels in and all this other stuff but the thing and we're, we're in we're having a conversation with cmex right now what their biggest fear of and we did talk with the safety guy that's above the loader is that jr sent when he sent the text this morning that they're worried about imshaw 
and Imshaw just does not want us in the trailer. But and Imshaw cares about safety, but they don't care about the value of what we're bringing the customer by not contaminating loads, you know. And, and we explained it to CMEX, and they totally understood that, you know, when we loaded a load of rock and then come up there and hauled their product, we cleaned our trailer. We're clean for them. We don't want them to have a bunch of rock in their material or or salt. It's the same thing when we leave their their site. We want to clean all the clay or material out of them, out of out of our trailers. Give them for the product. Give them the product we hauled. Plus, be clean when we go to another customer. That's that's customer satisfaction right there. So, um, you know, we've gotten like kind of permission to do that, but just be be careful up there. You know, and and uh, I I can't say at this point that it's okay, but it's not. But if we can clean out, that's what we'd like done. That is the best for everybody. So, just a just a quick note on that. Nice, Sue. Want to hit us with that high road hauling? Right. <clears throat> we'll we'll uh, touch base on this this week. This is a new one, uh, and I I kind of always go back into my uh, records there to see if I've talked about a certain topic before, and sometimes I have talked about the same thing a couple different times, but in a different way. So, but I've never talked about this before, and this is kind of important because there is a lot of people that suffer with anxiety okay so this high road holland is about anxiety and what you can do to help with it anxiety is a perfectly normal and natural part of being a human there are always ways uh, excuse me always going to be times when you're more nervous or worried than others but for some anxiety is a much stronger more fearsome force one that never ever goes away but what is anxiety exactly and what's going on in your mind and your body when it strikes? How do you cope with it when it takes hold? The National Institute for Mental Health says more than 40 million people are diagnosed with anxiety and millions more go undiagnosed. Anxiety itself is a natural human response that serves a purpose. Our goal shouldn't be to dismiss it entirely just to make a healthy, manageable part of our lives. Even if you don't suffer from an, an anxiety-related disorder, you've likely had to deal with it occasionally and cope the best way you know how. Anxiety is a part of our world, the same as stress, sadness, and happiness are. But the key is understanding how to cope with it and how to keep it from becoming unhealthy. So what is anxiety and how does it differ from stress? Put simply, anxiety is a sense of fear and apprehension that puts you on alert. Biologically, it's meant to put us in a heightened sense of awareness so we're prepared for potential threats. Unfortunately, when we start to feel excessive anxiety or we live in a constant state of anxiety, we're in trouble. Our bodies never turn off our fight or flight response and we live with the physical and emotional effects of anxiety on a day-to-day -day basis even when there's no reason or cause for the, the anxiety. Um, anxiety can look like stress, but it's not. Stressors can make a person sad, angry, worried, or anxious, while anxiety is specifically that feeling of fear or dread and apprehension. You may never even know what's causing your anxiety, or in some cases, it can manifest on its own without any real trigger or cause. 
Stress is often caused by an external reason, while anxiety is an internal response. That's part of what makes anxiety intrinsically different than stress and also what makes it so difficult to manage. Recognizing anxiety can be difficult, starting by identifying, excuse me, start by identifying its red flags. You, are you pessimistic about the most harmless of situations to the point where it keeps you from taking risks? Do you find your mind racing to what possible negative outcomes there could be? Do you immediately attribute some external circumstance to a positive outcome that could be seen as a result of your efforts? If your answer is yes to any of these questions, then you may suffer from persistent anxiety. Regardless of whether you're living with anxiety or suffering from an anxiety-related condition, there are ways to deal with and lessen the impact. Number one, turn to relaxation techniques, meditation, exercise, or a personal ritual. For example, simple paced breathing. I know this sounds cliche and we've talked about it a lot, but it is a way to coax the body into a more relaxed state. Breathe in for four seconds and out for six. Count in your head and focus on the counting and the sensation of your breathing. Number two, vis visualization. Imagine you are in the most relaxing environment you can possibly think of. Stop and mentally put yourself there. For example, if you are on a beach, ask yourself how warm it is and whether there are clouds in the sky. Is it quiet or do you hear the ocean? The more you do, the farther away your mind will be from whatever has triggered your anxiety. Number three, music, exercise, or meditation. You can get a similar benefit from music, exercise, or meditation. Relaxing music can help you take your mind off your anxiety or help you refocus after an anxious spell. Exercise is similar, but instead of just taking your mind away, it actually has a neurological benefit as well as a physiological one. The endorphins released in our brains during exercise make us happier, and the feeling of accomplishment we get from regular activity can help curb the anxiety. Meditation, especially guided meditation, can also, also help, since the entire point is to calm the mind and dismiss the errant thoughts that lead to the anxiety and stress. Meditation can help you focus on your surroundings or be mindful of the present instead of letting the background noise overwhelm you. And four, mood tracking. It is helpful for more than just clearing your mind. It can also help you identify patterns and underlying causes of your anxiety. Once a person is aware of an anxious thinking pattern, they can begin to work on interventions to manage their anxiety. Do this by keeping a thought journal. Try to identify a pattern and make plans for when these triggers are on the horizon. For example, does your boss calling you into their office make you nervous? Then recognize this and begin to challenge the thoughts that are making you nervous. Tell yourself that you have completed all of your obligations and that you have nothing, nothing, done nothing wrong, assuming that's true, that is. Challenge the anxiety-provoking thoughts by telling yourself that you have not done anything that would warrant a negative conversation. And again, that's assuming that's true. The experts say you shouldn't try to suppress anxiety you can't just will it away, that's unrealistic. You need to learn how to cope with the feeling to minimize its effects on you and go on with your life. 
Of course, entire books have been written on the topic of anxiety and anxiety disorders. Hopefully some of these suggestions can help you deal with the anxiety or identify it in your friends or loved ones so they can get the help they need to cope. And the quote this week is, we all have anxiety about things, we all have little insecurities, but eventually you have to face your fears if you want to be successful. And everybody has some fears of failure, and that was spoken by Nick Saban, a championship college football coach. So he knows a little nice. bit about yes, overcoming he does. your fears. Yes, he does. So nice job, Sue. If anybody's Thank suffering you. from that, I uh, hope some of those ideas will help you whip them and uh, get over that. Thank you. Good job, Dave. Final thoughts, everybody? Ah, uh, Jim, I just don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I see you right in the way over there. Are you sure? <laughs> so, Super Dave, when when you said that, um, you usually go back and look at your old high road hauling, you know, and this was a new one. So you you go back. You call that the library of roads? I was just high look. High road <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> I think it's his but map book. I could just see it with, you know, like his, should be his, his sweater, book. a pipe, and he's I in did. his library of, of, of roads. And he's going back through the high road hauling. Uh, the ones on the bottom got to be the low road then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did go back, though, because they're all numbered in, in, uh, in the uh, library there. The next one will be number 300. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that for you, was Good job. That's an yeah, I mean, honestly, that's an accomplishment. It is. It is. To it put is. together 300 high road haulings. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Good I stuff. Hope, I hope everyone appreciates it. Yep. yep. Um, I just I wanted to talk, um, since we've talked stuff about different drivers and things that went on and safety bonus and stuff like this, I ran across a... a TED Talk, I believe, and I think we've we've all watched the. I can't remember the guy's name. I should have wrote it down, but I've even showed it to the steering committee or his speeches. But he said, when when you have a situation happen, you have to be able to not let it affect your worth. And he said, I I got this new position in the place, the job I was working in, and it was to write this whole essay about a certain subject. And they said the manager of that division that I just got assigned to he was tough he was just you know wouldn't wouldn't let anything pass and he says he said man he said I I sat down and I wrote my first essay and I turned it in and the guy just chewed it up he just marked this out marked this out said this was wrong did that and he said I I left the room and he said I went back and I wrote another one and I brought it back to him and he did the same thing, chewed it up, put notes, marked it X, you know, did this, scribbled on it, everything else. And he said, I took that one and I went back and I wrote another one. And he said it, it got to be a little bit fun because he went to marking on it and scratching it out and stuff like that. And he said, I joked with him. He said, oh, come on, it can't be that bad. That one wasn't that bad. And he said, I, I seen a little smile on the guy's, guy's face, you know, working with me. And he said... It took me seven times to get it correct, what I was writing. But he said, what I didn't do is I didn't let it affect my worth. Mm. He said, the guy was doing his job by correcting my errors, making me better. But he said, I didn't leave those meetings going, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, I got a target on my back. 
oh, I need to do this. I did not take it personally. I did not let it affect my work, my worth, my personal worth. I went back and I tried to be better. I tried to correct the things. And the guy didn't take it personally either. It was it was his job. And I just want to I just want to throw out there in the universe that and and it's cliche that it this is just business. We don't assume do do we do we trust and not trust? Yeah, that's part of the situation. Can you always earn trust back? Almost 100%, you know, but if you if you're not, you're a bad guy, you know, or a bad person usually. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make the, that we do decisions based on what's best for the business and the group and what what makes us better. If we're having to ask for the same thing over and over, we're we're going to we're going to correct it. You know, it's like the guy that that hit the what'd you call that jam the fence on jfw the would you uh, the jfw on jfw crime, crime? yeah <laughs> crime right well he was warned two other times yeah. in writing we let the gentleman go because it's his problem and it cannot any longer be ours that's a business decision for the safety of everybody else here we're protecting the, the JFW family members that are here. Exactly. Period. And whether it might be that means less work for them, better processes, quicker quicker goals, all of that is taking into consideration. And that's what we're doing. It, it may not be just about safety. It could be about what makes us better as a group, and we're going to make this decision. And it's, it's, it's not personal. It's not a target. It's nothing like that. It's what's going to be better. And when we get the response, oh, I would have done it your way if I knew I was going to get this kind of punishment. Like I said, if if we would have not listened to Borel over 20 years ago, we would not. Because I'll tell you, the other two companies, they're out of business. Uh. I just, I have to state that. They're out of business. So do you want to be in business? I'll, I'll just end it with this. Do you want to be in business? Out of business, well, I want to do, do you want to be out of business or do you want to be successful? Right. And no matter what you do. Man, it reminds me of like <clears throat> salespeople, right? You have an account with somebody for five years and then you could get better pricing. You know, somebody else comes to you and this has happened here actually. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, you know, we could, we could work on your pricing for you. Well, why didn't you work on my pricing for me for the last five years? You know, why am I wasting money for five years with not the absolute best price? So now, same thing. Like, you're not giving us your very best until there's repercussions. Exactly. Oh, well, now I could do it. And I've told this story in here before. I was working with my brother. My brother, was he was a beast. He was an earner. The other two guys that I work with, they were brokers also. They were earners. And something happened, and I told my brother, I'm trying my hardest. And he told me, if that's your hardest, we got a problem. You are not the man for this job. And guess what? Turned out that wasn't my hardest. I had some more hardest to go. You know, same thing. Like, don't wait for it to be too late. Don't wait to say you're trying not to use your phone anymore. Don't use it. Just do it the way we're telling you. And and, and it's the same thing I'm talking about. And I know that that is a great example, Jim. And I, I do love when you tell that story. But... It doesn't mean that you were like keeping the best books 
like you were the nicest guy on the phone, like you went and got coffee for your brother every day. All those things were great. All that was top notch. Right. But was it your hardest? No, it wasn't my best. Your best. And yeah. and and that's what we talk about here. Yeah. You know and I, and I and I have my days where I'm not giving my best, but I know at some point I ha- I have to correct that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's it's going to affect somebody. And and usually it's it's our company, which is you know, 150 people. When you get a job here, we trust you to give your very best. You trust us to give our very best. Mm-hmm. It's a symbiotic relationship. You know, if 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 Super Dave didn't think I would be giving my very best at my job, he wouldn't want me to do my job, you know? Absolutely. If you and Brother Dave didn't trust each other to be partners and give your very best, that would be a problem. If we didn't believe Super Dave was going to give his very best every day, that's going to be a problem. You know, it, so it should just carry over to everybody that works here. And 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 Jam, I have to say it that that concept works in every bit of your life. Yeah. Your relationship with your significant other, the relationship with your kids, the relationship, you know, with your religious relationship, all of that. It's it's it it counts. You know that <laughs> politically, go vote. <laughs> that, that's your right. That's your job. That's doing your very best, you know. And that's simple. So yeah, I hope, I hope that that sinks in for some people. I hope, I hope people can understand what I'm trying to get at. That you know, Boral asked us to do it this way. We did it that way, and it was a stepping stone to our success. Yeah, yeah. I kind of mentioned it the other way. I guess this will be my final thoughts. <laughs> I mentioned the other week, like some of the people that I've been meeting lately, there there's a standard and there's no compromise. It's this is how it's going to be. There's lives on the line and we won't accept anything less than that. So my final thought is level up and don't compromise. Give us your very best. Yep. That is awesome. That is awesome. So I was sitting here as you guys were doing your final thoughts and I was, I you know, kind of wanted an answer for Rico as far as where I'm getting my information. So I'm on the C dot website and I guess my closing thoughts are, and, and, you know, you mentioned vote Jim. So of course this is what I'm going to talk about. And, uh, it shocks you, me. Right. I, I, Do you guys know the fastest growing industry in Colorado? I oh, government. I, I there. Hey, good job. Really? Spot on Dave. Between, I think I heard you talking about it in the <laughs> office the other day <laughs> between the state the cities and the counties, all three of those need to hire more people than ever. Wow. Now, wow. How, it, how is that? I guess my question is, how is the cities, the states, the counties growing? How are they growing? Our tax money. Right. So in order to fund that, what do they need? More money. More tax money, right? right? So small business is 60% of the nation's income. I'm just going to assume Colorado falls in there somewhere right and what's considered small business one to 500 employees got it anything under 500 yes gotcha. yes so and uh so that's that's 60 percent of the nation's raw income mm-hmm. right i guess my question to all of you is do you know how many new laws are put in place annually here in colorado how many how many new Colorado laws are created every year? 600. Well, 
you're close in how many are created. I guess I can. I, I'm I'm putting a play on your words, Jim. Sure, sure. Last year, over 700 were put to vote. Okay. Right. We passed over 400 of those. <sighs> wow. Historically, if you go back, and I just went back 10 years. Rico, this is on the state website, buddy. So if you go back 10 years, we've put, we've asked for an average of five to 600 laws to be passed. An average of 400 per year for the last 10 years have been passed for the state of Colorado. Dude, you're doing the math right now, Jam. I'm seeing it in your head, right? Chris, I've double checked this. You can check me just to be sure. (laughs) That's 4,000 new laws. So when a bill is proposed at the Capitol, once it's passed, it becomes a law. Right? So in the last 10 years, under the left's control, we've added 4,000 new laws. Is Colorado better now no. than we were 10 years ago? Nope. They're starting already. Ray Scott, uh, that friend of mine, he used to be, he was the senator over there in, in uh, Grand Junction in Mesa County. For, for he's done his 12 years and he's termed out. He can't do it anymore. So he just sent me a deal yesterday, you guys. They're trying to outlaw any trucks being able to drive in the left lane from, get this, from Morrison to Glenwood Springs. You will not be allowed in the left lane because some politician thinks that's better. And he's going to add that to his, his ask from the governor and come the end of the year, they all decide to vote and pass this. So when you say your vote doesn't matter, my God, your vote matters more than you can ever imagine. And it's getting to be critical. It's getting to be critical that you vote. And I, I guess my question is, and I've asked Ray this because I don't understand. I, I asked him yesterday, who creates these these bills that is is sent and voted on, right? Who Who's creating them? And his point was, anyone who wants to make a name for themselves. They think it's outstanding when they sit there and they get interviewed and they say, I've created 65 new laws for Colorado. And then they would come to Ray and he, he laughed because he said one interview he did, they asked how many new laws he's created for Colorado. And he said three. And I don't remember the two, but one that he's most uh, happy about or most impressed with, and I don't know if any of you guys have noticed it. I haven't seen one for quite a while, but... I'll call it what looks like an ATM machine, but you could walk into like a King Super. Some of them would have them. And you could renew your license plates at one of those. It's an automated ATM to get your license plates for your car, for your car renew. Yeah, a kiosk. Thanks, Jim. You did it right there. I've seen them before. I haven't seen them for a long time. But Ray was uber proud of that because he goes, it made sense to me. It eliminated, guess what? A government position, right? That the more government positions that are created... The more tax dollars that are needed to generate, oh. I mean, why do you think Polis is continuing to try to get add to our keep our uh, Tabor refunds? He needs more money. He wants to employ more people. Who who would the general public rather hear is the largest growing sector in the in the state, the government or small business? At a certain point, we can't all work for the government, and and it's just it's mind numbing to me because. The more government positions, the more tax they're going to need to collect, the more your your uh, income is going to need to go up, the more they're going to charge you, the more they're going to continue to take from you. 
I it, it oh my gosh you know everybody we all have our doubts or or thoughts on Trump you can love the man you can hate the man same with Biden right all I can give you is one instance back in 2017 after Trump took office he would not allow anyone to put a new law on the books unless they took two off I was I when when that happened back in 17 I was like that's the smartest thing in the world I've ever heard. Because Colorado doesn't need 4,000 new laws that we've just gotten in the last 10 years. We're, we're already starting. Now, now they're talking they don't want you to run in the left lane in a big truck from Morrison to Glenwood. If you are caught in the left lane, you need to be passing a slower car that's going well under speed limit. You guys all know what it's like. The few times you've jumped out in the fast lane to go around a slow car in the slow lane, they speed up. And then pretty soon you're playing this yo-yo game because they're on the phone or they're not paying attention. And I just, it's so important to vote. If you know people that don't vote, ask them to. Explain these silly things. Tell them we don't need 400 more laws to go into effect at the end of this year. It's, it's mind-numbing. It's sickening. We don't need politicians that need to make a name for themselves. We need politicians that want to help us be better. They want to help us grow our small business. They want to help us grow our industry. They're not after making a name for themselves because they put 10 laws on the books this year. That's not a good thing for us. For every law that goes in, they need to hire someone to regulate it. They need to hire someone to inform us. They need to hire someone to control it. They need to hire someone that's going to fine us because guess what? Their position is costing tax dollars, so they need to charge us. It's it's just, it's not good. And And this is all government. It's... It's a bad look all the way around. And, you know, our, our news agencies, our newspapers, our, our places that we gather information don't ever talk about this. And it's, it's very, very sad. It's very, very sickening to me. It, it, uh, I don't believe it's the world we grew up in. I don't believe it's what our forefathers envisioned for us. And unfortunately, it's what it has become. So if you don't think your vote is important, oh, my gosh, are you wrong? and and talk to your friends about it explain to them how and why they can't afford to live here in colorado anymore these are the reasons so anyway i'll leave that with you that's my final thoughts thank you dave soup you got any more final thoughts i'm good you good all right everybody don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel 23 podcast hit that follow button also don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 to help find amber's mom Links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast. Let's say the creed and get on out. Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. Have a great week, everybody. See everybody later. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings 
But that's never been a problem Cause we got diesel in our veins We've got diesel in our veins I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down. And they keep that diesel trucking, keep that hammer down, and keep that diesel trucking. I see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. They just keep them doors closed. Keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling And those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down And pick up another load Get it off the ground Keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.